kind of symbology. What is at stake? It is a big idea. A new world order where diverse nations are drawn together in common cause to achieve the universal aspirations of mankind. My question to you is, in any of your government jobs, have you ever been briefed on the subject of UFOs? And if you have, when was it? What were you told? Well, if I had been briefed on that, I'm sure it was probably classified and I couldn't talk about it. I got out in 1989. We had cataloged 57 different species. We walked over to one side of the lab and he said, by the way, we've discovered a base. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. Greetings and salutations to all my fellow Skywatchers from every single part of this little globe. Thank you for listening in tonight and also, by the way, intergalactically. Are you listening out there in outer space? Thank you for listening to Skywatchers Radio. Thank you for being part of the cosmos and being our brethren on this journey in life. We're once again live on this beautiful June 15th. 2016 broadcasting from New Logic Studios in Miami, Florida. I am Angel Espino, part of the crew here. With me, as usual, is the one and only Crystal Storm, aka DCS, aka Woo Woo, aka one of the best friends you could ever have. How you doing there, my friend? Aw, thanks, Big Pookie. I'm good. How you doing, baby Pookie? I good. I good. I good. good. I missed you last week. We didn't talk. I got lonely. Oh, me too. Me too. Power to power. Oh, just kept going out. <laughs> just kept going out. With us as usual in that voice of resentment you heard, there is my radio hetero life mate, the one and the only. That's right. They call him Tres Leche at home because that's how much they love him. But we call him Alan Weiler, a.k.a. the other guy. What's up, buddy? Where you at tonight? I am, I think, in the middle of Louisiana somewhere. Uh, on if my you way think, to then Texas. you're not there. Well, I had to stop at the nearest hotel just to get onto the show, so uh, I am here, I am on the show with you here, and I am coping with reality. Well, I appreciate your dedication, my friend. You're welcome. You're welcome, goddammit, you're welcome. (laughs) Why you have to, like, yeah, why, what so quickly with a goddammit, man? Why not? I mean, you know, he just had to I just had to put it in there, yeah, that's right. Jesus. I mean, okay, but we've been on the line for how long, like 15 minutes? Not the worst thing he said in the last 20 minutes. That's very true, that's very true. That's that's not the worst thing he said in the last five minutes, let alone 20. With us, as always, is the one and only running out the crew here, our uh, fourth wheel, that's right, Mr. Christopher J. Brown. And uh, how you doing, buddy? How's it going? How's life? I'm doing good. I'm doing better. Life is better. Now I found a place to go, and I'm off to a new house right around the corner where I don't have to go to miles, miles down the road and pack up all my things. It's just going to be a quick move, and bam, I will be here and over there in a matter of no time. So I'm You're, you're everywhere, bro. I'm everywhere. Congratulations. You're all over the That's place. That's right. I'm, I'm, I'm everywhere for sure. Now, just teleport all your shit. Use the force, dude. Hey, that's what I'm, saying. I'm like the a force. flea on a dog's back. I tell you, I'm everywhere. <laughs> Use the fork, dude. Use the fork. Now, Chris, question you. Your, you know, the the object you and your son saw, the uh, the the orb you saw, sure. uh, that was near your home, right? The home you're yep. in now. Yeah. Okay. No, no, no. Actually, the home before. Before uh, this, this one. Okay. This one, yes. 
Okay. Yeah. Now, the place you're going to move into now, is there any areas there that look maybe uh, interesting enough to maybe have a sighting? Well, it's really populated kind of in an area still. I'm right off the main road, but potentially, yes, it just would have to be like right off of the main road because I'm kind of real close to where I'm at here. And I'm just, I know I'm not seeing right. it. No, it's not in the area that I was really? at before, sure, uh, where I'm just kind of in the middle of nowhere. Here I'm right off I-5 still, and I'm kind of right off in the main town drive, so it just isn't real secluded and suburby like I was before. Gotcha. So I want to say not. Sad. Mm. Yeah, I would say <laughs> that. Sad. You should, be, you should be crying. I should. You should. You should be crying. Well, actually, I'm happy. This is what I wanted. You kidding? I feel so much better when I go out and take out the trash. I'm not scared. I'm not running. I'm not, you know, That's literally. True. I was taking my, hey, listen, this, this, this is a dead thing. When I was, when on my other counter, when I had had it, I, I really affected me so bad that usually I always take my trash at night. I'd be lazy about it, whatever. Well, after that, I made sure that my trash was out of that curve at daytime before the sun set and when I got up in the morning on the day of trash, instead of waiting until nighttime, I put it out there in the morning time or afternoon. Yeah, it really affected me. So it's it's actually, at least it's been better here that I can take out my trash. <laughs> you know, go out at night, I feel a little bit more comfortable. Yeah, no kidding. A little bit. Actually, some nights I really don't feel, you know, there's been a couple nights I'm still weary, so. No chances of abductions. Well. Well, I don't know. I'm, I am nothing not I can sure remember. <laughs> No one said, well, put it, were you for three hours? Put it, yeah, put it this way. Uh, there's some places here that I don't feel too comfortable leaving it the morning, noon, or night. And it has nothing to do with aliens. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Some illegal aliens, maybe, but not mm-hmm. the type of aliens you're thinking about. That's, well, I'm actually, just saying. Hey, I got a question. Did you encounter any illegal aliens while you had tea last night? Or a meal last night? Oh, you're, yeah, yeah. You called me last night about, yeah. You, yeah, I told you about the tea, didn't I? Yeah, you sort of did. Do you want to tell anybody about it? Huh? <laughs> huh? So, wait. Oh, so I had tea. On the other fraud, guy, fraud. Okay, so I went to a tea house yesterday, and for the first time, I've never been to a tea place. Uh, shout outs to them, Small Tea, down here in Florida. Pretty good place. Pretty nice place. So you have Biggie, uh, and then you have Small Tea. Do you have ice cube? Right. With there? Did you have ice cube with your ice? Tea? No, but they had some vanilla ice. I think. Okay. All right. <laughs> That's what's up. All right. You know what? I'm actually uh, going to give a shout out to the person who uh, took me out to the small tea, uh, Andreina. She was a lovely companion last night. Had a great time. And if you guys are ever in the Miami area, I highly recommend the small tea. Check them out. What's up? That's what's up. Uh, we're going to do some crazy tonight. Uh oh. How crazy will it be? Um, we're going to crash another show, guys. What? No, we're not. Go on, yeah. do tell, do tell. Tell me. Okay. I'm ready. Who who are we going to crash? You know our friend uh, Arizona Tramp? Um. um <laughs> huh? The guy? Wise Frog? The Wise Frog. Come on, Wise Frog. Oh, the Wise Frog. Wise Frog. Okay, yes. Right, yes. Wise Frog. Wise Frog. Well, he, you know, he has the nerve. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> The nerve to have a show on at the same time as we are on. Oh. Huh. Well, what up with You know. That? What so, up with that, yo? So, you know, we do run his podcast here on PSN Radio, but it's pre-recorded. And uh, because of that, you know, he can't be live, and he's very bitter about that. Uh-huh. 
So I, I you know, I, I was, I was thinking, I was like, you know what we should do? We should crash this show tonight, Skywatcher style, and just go ham on the show. Hell's yeah! Is that what we gonna do? Now we're gonna do that in a, in a minute here. We're gonna do that in a minute. Of course, tonight uh, we have a great guest, by the way, who's gonna be on with us uh, probably in the next twenty-five uh, minutes here. Steve Hudgens Jr. And uh, I'm really excited to have him on the show. He is, uh, mm-hmm. man, he's the director of, of MUFON, UFO investigator. Uh, he's been, you know, involved in ufology for over, what, 20 years now or more? Yep. This has yeah. uh, so, gone back since 19, I told, think he told me either 94 or mm-hmm. maybe 90 or maybe even earlier, 96 or yeah, something. I yeah. don't know. Long wow. time. And uh, he spent three and a half years in the, in the Navy also. So, I mean, this is a very reputable person that I've been really interested in interested in talking to for a long time and thanks to our good friend here chris brown who's just knocking it out of the park yeah he made it happen good job buddy there you go winning at life mr brown winning at life i'm I'm trying you know i'm working doing what i can i'm working with other people and and uh we'll see uh, and uh maybe we'll get uh some other ones on we'll see yep Hey, I'm really uh, nice look. Guess. I'm super interested in everything MUFON has to, to you know to do with ufology. Uh, they're one of the most reputable you know institutions within ufology, if you want to call them that. Uh, in fact, in August they're going to have the uh, UFO um, the MUFON symposium in Orlando, and I'm going to go out to that and uh, participate. And uh, we might actually have a table there, guys. So PSN Radio What's and that? Skywatchers Radio might actually have a oh. table over there. And uh, we're, you know, we're going to represent for the network. I'll come down wow, for that. Wow, that would be I'll nice. Orlando. I'm down for that. Yeah. Let's do it. Now, of course, hopefully, you know, nobody goes out there and does anything crazy like what happened this weekend in Orlando. And we got to address that for a second because that's uh, that's one of the worst things I have ever seen in my life, guys. Yeah. What happened this Silence weekend? Silence for everybody and a shout out to those mm. 700 plus people who were out there day or day of, you know, giving blood, yeah. doing what they could to help out. So, well, it's know. been a it's really been a crappy. Not only just that, uh, what happened there, but also in in Florida with the little boy getting attacked and yeah, killed by the alligator. So. Yeah, so, I mean it's been just a crazy, it's been crazy. Week I, that, in that, Florida, um, yeah. I think a uh, singer, American Idol singer, got shot too. Like also right for that. Yeah, it's just right. Been- no, and there was an attack also in Texas earlier. I think today in the morning, uh, in a Walmart, another uh, Muslim got some hostage, and it, it was a big deal. It's all over the news all, earlier today. Uh, they, I, nobody got killed. I think only the uh, the hostage taker or the the attacker um but man Unreal. what's going on yeah. what's going on with this world are you kidding me you know this is this thing that happened in orlando i mean it, this is just beyond bizarre i mean you're talking about a person who's a muslim he's a democrat he's in orlando and there's uh talk That's- that he might have been a closeted homosexual himself and he goes out to a gay club and does this thing i mean th- th- how far out there does you know a story have to be to be, you know, for somebody to say, yeah, that could never happen. This is like one of those things when you somebody tells you this happened, you wouldn't believe it because it's, it's so out of the realm well, of possibility. It's shout just out re- to re- the, re- the cops in L.A. who got the guy, who got the white guy, and I don't know what his religion was because apparently we only care about religion if you're a Muslim, but the Correct. white guy who had bombs <laughs> uh, who was going to take them to the gay pride parade, and that oh, was going goodness. to happen same day, but he just happened to get caught, thank God. Right. So I don't. Now there is there there's talk that there might have been two other uh, people involved in the Orlando shooting, and that is scary in itself. But people inside say they, there were multiple people that were shooting. So wow, 
if that's the case, uh, there there is other criminals out there that need to be brought to justice. Look, I don't care if anybody is, uh, you know, if Muslim or, or if they're Christian or whatever your religious belief is, that's fine. You know, believe whatever you want to believe, but let others live their life. You know, it doesn't matter if you're right. gay or straight or white or black or, or Jewish or Cuban or, you know, Asian or whatever. We're all living on this little planet together. And it ain't that big of a planet. It really is. And it's not. And it's not flat either. It's not flat. Well, (laughs) that's still debatable there, other guy. That is very debatable still. We don't know that for a fact. But look, man, uh, this is, I mean, this is so sad to have, you know, this many lives just, you know, taken away. And and one of the saddest things that I heard in, uh, in, uh, on TV during the course of the investigation and everything was going on was the, the police report that they, when they went into the club, all they kept hearing amongst all the bodies were the cell phones of the, the family members trying to reach out to their loved ones who were dead inside the club. I mean, that's heartbreaking to, to, to hear that. Even like I couldn't just be, imagine, you know, just because these folks were there having a good time, this crazy guy went in there and did this thing. And uh, by the way, his wife drove him to uh, the club a few times to, I guess spy the place out or to hang out or whatever and it was. Disney, he she out was Disney too. Right, and she was aware that he wanted to commit this crime. So as far as I'm concerned, she needs to go to jail. They're not even they forget trial. How was she, she, needs she to go was to jail. aware and she didn't do anything? Come on. You know what I mean? Go. No, she needs to go to prison. There I mean there's no trial here, just straight prison. Just go. Yeah, just go. Just go. Like I don't Completely. Really? Yeah. That. Must not pass go. Just go straight to jail. And Absolutely. End of it. I mean, it was really scary. I mean, because that's the kind of place that I would be in. I mean, um, me, my sister-in-law, my brother. I mean, it, those are just fun places to hang out, even if you're straight. So right. Could, so easily could have been me on a floor there on a Saturday night. It was just scary. Just hey, look, I I got family members that are that are gay. I got family members and friends that are gay. I've I've hung out with them and I've been to you know inter, you know places where they go and hang out. I've been to clubs and stuff with them. It's you know it is what it is. You know who cares? Let them live their life, man. Just right. be yourself, live your life and let others just live their life, you know? If you're straight, be straight. If you're gay, be gay. You know, we're all brothers and sisters anyway, regardless, right? Why you care? At the end of the why day, you why do you care? Why do you care? Yeah, so much. Like really, come on. Why do you care who sleeps with who? That's the question. And, uh, you know, it, it, the sad part about this is when you hear the father of this guy talking, uh, you know where he gets it from. That's Hatred is bred and is conditioned from birth, yeah. and that's what happened here. This kid was conditioned to be a, 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 you know, a hater, basically, and he hated on this group, and, well, he did what he did. And, uh, you know, let's uh, switch uh, topics now and uh, do something a little bit more fun. Let's, uh, let's go um, crash a party over let's at the swamp. Let's go. Let's sounds do it. Like, I'm ready. Sounds like a blank. So excited. That's so, that's so much better. Let's see what the frog has to say about his shenanigans. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Good evening. Hey, it's Angel. Guys. Is this Mr. Wise Frog himself? This is Arizona Tramp there, Angel. Yes, it is. Arizona Tramp. So there's no screening on this show, right? No screening in calls, no? No, no, no screening. No screen calls? No screening for calls. All right, good, good. Because I wanted to tell you, my friend, you're live on the air on Skywatchers Radio also. Oh, I am? Yep. Yes, you are. Hello, PSN. Yeah, we're cross-modulating and populating the shows in a way that has never been done before on the network. Awesome, man. So who do you have on tonight on the uh, Swamp? Well, uh, later tonight, I've got Deborah Jane East for the second hour. Love her. And the first hour here, I was talking about what was going on in Orlando, and I was giving the both both sides of the coin. Uh, there's people out there talking about how this thing mm. uh, that took place was fake, and then there, uh, the other side of the coin is there's people that uh, are calling for 
people to stand up at arms and take matters into their own hands. Wow. Well, we were going to turn this into a little bit more of a fun segment because we were just talking about the same thing. And mm-hmm. uh, isn't this, uh, I mean, regardless of the political stuff that's going to happen now post the, the tragedy, just the fact that this could happen in America, in today's America, to me seems completely out of left field because I would think that by now, especially if you're born in this country, you're raised in this country, there's certain things that you should be used to by now. Right. For have this kind of thing to happen. And the worst part about it is this person was on a terrorist watch list and he still committed the crime. Well, that... Uh, that he was I, on and he was off. Remember. I had just made the statement about that, Angel. I had just made the statement where... It's almost like I was reading your mind, Arizona yeah, Tramp. it was. Unless you were listening to me, you read my... That's impossible because I was doing my own show here. <laughs> but anyhow... On Scott Watchers Radio, by the way. What I think it was is it was to their agenda to let him go ahead and do what he did. So they, you know, they let him do that. You know, um, why else, why in the world else would you be on FBI uh, top wanted watch list, whatever he Mm -hmm. was, and they still let him buy a gun legally? And, uh, And for that matter, the gun, the type of gun that he bought, cannot be used as a machine gun sold to the public. He had to modify that gun to use it as a machine gun. And there- now, now, are they... Si- i got to ask the question, by the way. Hi, it's uh, Alan talking here. Did he actually modify the gun? Have they actually released the details about the gun itself? From what I understand, he, it, the well, people who don't know what a, how guns work, they can think that if you're just pulling the trigger that it's a machine gun. But from what I understand, it... He had it being uh, used. It was used as a machine gun, which well, means who, who's, the gun. Well, hold on. I haven't heard the term machine gun until you said it. I've only heard the term assault rifle, and there's a big difference between the two. Yes, there is. And and but are you saying machine gun or are you saying assault? Well, rifle? I don't think I don't think you can get away with shooting a hundred people plus with a. Just a regular rifle. I mean, it has to be a machine gun well, at this it, point. You have to spray around to be able to get that many people. Yeah, well, not necessarily oh. so. You know, as quick as you can pull the trigger. Don't forget, most magazines... He didn't. This is not a video game, my friend. Is you know, this I, is I not know. Golden it's Eye. as quick as you can pull the trigger, and you can pull the trigger pretty fast. I've done it myself on the range. The whole thing is, is that well, I was about to say you've been in club yeah. shooting. <laughs> I've been to the. What range club did you shoot up, my friend? What happened there? Yeah. But but here's the thing. Odds are he was using 30-round magazines. That was at the video game arcade. Now, if he's got a 30-round magazine and he's <laughs> shooting it, at, at, you know, even if he shot it automa- as an automatic, um, right. he'd be through the 30-round magazine in less than six seconds. Wow. So he, he can't have had constant shooting because he has to literally eject the magazine and put another magazine in there. Uh, and if they're hearing constant shooting, it means there has to be other shooters in the building. Arizona, have you heard of uh, the other shooters theory? We were talking about that earlier on the show, that there is a possibility of two other shooters involved. Oh, now it's two other shooters. Mm-hmm. I'd only heard of one other shooter. But I had heard that, and I had heard where the doors were being held shut purposely. Yeah, right? well, yep. well, that was because the security oh, the guy who was there thought he was doing the right thing by doing that. They actually had that interview uh, the other day. The guy who was holding the door was doing it because he didn't want to let the uh, shooter escape, was what he was saying. Right. So he wants to trap him in there and let him kill more people. That's no, trap him smart. in there so he can't escape, so you know he could 
they could actually get get I, to him. Right, but so that was the thing. But he still got that to kill more people. Thinking to that was let's keep him inside. He can't escape. We're going to hold the doors shut and let other people get killed on the process. Apparently, yeah, I don't, no. I don't buy that. That's wow, uh, that's, that's messed up on his part. Logic yeah. fails. Like that is the worst right. decision you could make ever. Like if everybody in the club is already dead, then yeah, sure, hold the doors shut. But are you kidding me? Like people yeah. are running and screaming for their lives, right. they're holding the door closed. What? I don't want to. I don't want to piss off gay people. That gay people, at least the men, are going to be running and screaming and everything else. They're not going to hold a door shut. How would that be pissing people off? Uh, I would. I would say you're. I would. I would. I would. I would say make that statement to my cousin who is gay. uh, One of my cousins Mm -hmm. is gay, and you'll see how uh, quickly that turns your your opinion around. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was about to say. I know some really big gay men. Don't say that. Yeah, because he could whoop some ass. I'm just saying. Saying. Yeah, I know some Uh, gay. They can whip some butt too. I I just know <laughs> that human instinct, when it comes to be those those times, it doesn't matter if you're gay or straight. straight oh, yeah, will take over. So exactly, Absolutely. doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman. That your instinct will take over and uh, forget about all that stuff. It's survival of the fittest. You know what I mean? That that's, yeah. you know what? that's I the only thing that matters. Angry, but I would not be surprised if this had been one of those false flag situations. Because unfortunately, I don't put it past our government. A lot of people don't know mm-hmm. this, but the underwear mm-hmm. bomber—the reason that you know we now have those stupid body scanners in TSA—what people right. and there's a video on YouTube. You can watch it where they actually were. There's testimony before the Senate where the guy was like, "Look." CIA, FBI knew about this guy, knew what he was going to do, and I was told by certain agencies to let him on the plane. I mean, you literally can go to YouTube and see this guy testifying before Congress and flat out says it. Like, flat out says it. So security... Well, I, I believe it. It doesn't shock me that the country, that the government, or you know, sections of the government would do things like this. Well, you've I mean, all... Put it, I'm sorry for interrupting, but you've all heard about uh, his father, who's running for office in... Uh, in the Middle East, and uh, his father apparently has visited with Hillary Clinton's State Department multiple times. When you say his father, you're talking about the uh, the kid in Orlando. Yep. I didn't know this. No, I didn't yep. know that either. I can find which, you the article, which, and I'll actually put it up on. Uh, here's Skype. yeah. Please, please do that, and we'll link that over on Facebook. Saudi Arabian friends? Is that how that works? Because you know. No, 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 no. He's not Saudi Arabian. He is. Hang on one second. No, he's from. He's from Afghanistan. Uh, but here, here's the the crazy part about all this: the Democratic Party is by far the most, uh, I guess, uh, lenient towards gay rights are the ones that you know are more supportive towards gay rights and gay movement and to have this person be a, a democrat registered democrat a muslim our president is muslim let's be honest he's muslim and uh, to have him be the one who commits this crime and have the father meeting with hillary clinton who's running for president this it's, is scary it's there you go this is i mean just posted it i'm sorry if you ever had a reason not to vote for hillary clinton that's it right there it just it, it what it it just ba- break it down to the basic level. You were under investigation by the FBI twice, and you got mm-hmm. and you and they let you buy an AR-15. Like literally, you could just go and buy. Who needs an AR-15? Who? Nobody. Nobody. Hillary, I disagree with that. I disagree. Why with would it. you need an AR-15? Go. Seriously, unless you're doing some crazy why, stuff. Okay. But yet, Miss, be under investigation by the FBI and still run for president. There's something very screwed up about that. There's something very shady going on here, guys. And by the way, apparently apparently he did not actually use an AR-15. And here's that article as well, too, that I'm going to hand off to you in in our Skype. 
Um, why would you need an AR-15? For multiple reasons. Obviously, it is the it is a standard caliber that is used for hunting, and if you miss, you can keep on taking the shot. But in that's general, a, that's just being a bad hang hunter. On, hang you on, can't hang shoot on. with a regular hang on, rifle. Hang on, let me continue. You shouldn't be hunting. For the no, first time, hang on, let me continue. <laughs> All right. Secondly, another reason you would want your AR-15 because should God forbid shit hit the fan, and for one reason, some terrorist drops an EMP into this. Uh, side of the planet we go back to pretty much the stone age and you need to be able to defend yourself uh that's another realistic thing what happened you know an ar-15 last time the united states was attacked that like on our soil like on our soil like they on our soil okay like about the pulse in orlando Okay, the Pulse in Orlando was a terrorist attack. That argument drives me crazy because the average person is not an action hero. I don't understand why people get this delusion that if everybody in the club had a gun, all of a sudden it would turn into a Fast and Furious movie. That's not. No, it wouldn't. It wouldn't. And and look, you cannot have guns at nightclubs. Nightclubs and booze don't mix. That does not mix. (laughs) Alcohol and guns do not mix, yes. Exactly. But I want to know why the law enforcement officers that were inside and outside the club working the door didn't catch this guy. I want to know why... Well, supposedly he was a regular. He had been there several times. Okay, and but you see him walking up to the knew door. him. Okay, okay, it's the, middle, it's the middle of Florida, and you're walking up with a trench coat. You're going to ask a question. I want to know, if he wasn't wearing a trench coat, how could the security guard not see an AR-15? That, or, that is a, that's a good does. question. Right? Away, that is I, a question. Who right? knows? I mean, the thing that... Uh, that is a very good point right there that you're making about how could yep. he even get in the club in the first place carrying a machine gun. And here's the other point. Again, assault rifle and machine gun are two different things. Assault Machine guns have been banned since the 60s for Amer- for any civilian to purchase. You a can't machine gun. buy a, a machine gun. A machine gun, yes. But if you alter the church, and just so you can just if you alter if you alter the hold on, on guys, hold on guys, we have a caller. Caller, turn off your radio. You're very loud and destructive. What's going on? Okay, give me a second. I'll call right back. Wow, that's awesome, guys. You're gonna call into the show first. We got rules, man. Yeah. First yeah. rule: your turn your damn radio off. Second rule: uh, turn the radio off. In rule number one, turn the radio off. Now, do you want to give out the phone number for people to call yeah. in? Yeah, because we are at the bottom of the hour. Yeah, we actually, we, we got to go. We got a guest waiting. Uh, Frog. Mm-hmm. Frog, yeah. Ribbit. Mr. Tramp, the swamp looks great, my friend. Thank you very much, sir, and so does your site. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Oh, wait, I think we have uh, Lou wants to uh, chime in. Lou, you there? Yeah, hi. I hope I, you can Hello. hear me well enough. I hear you loud and clear. Discussion. What's up, buddy? Here's what I'd like to hear discussed, if, if you don't mind. Shoot, and this is it. simplistic. It's not like a straight line trajectory, but doesn't it seem like um, these massacres are escalating to increase the likelihood of uh, whatever getting attention? I'm being simplistic, but say 27 people in Colorado hmm. now, 49 plus people in. Uh, you know, I'm, there are lots of murders in between that are much smaller. But what I'm concerned about is just what the other guy just referenced. And I'm not saying specifically. Reference for the general idea that what if a terrorist drops an EM, is it EMP? I think the initials. I'm just one expecting EMP, escalation. Yeah, one EMP. I'm just expecting we're back escalation. To the Stone Age. Well, I'm you just, know, my point China's is, launched, what I'd like you guys to talk about is, is do you think 
these things are going to continue to escalate over time. So in the next few years, someone's going to poison water reservoirs with you know, terrible drugs or okay, something. All I could say, and on and on and on. Well, that's a plot of Batman Begins, hey, but hopefully hey, not. Caller, caller, I got to <laughs> chime is? in on this. Okay. It uh, is. Yeah. I, I got to chime in on this. Um, with ahead, so many man. people that I know in the alphabet soup, and I'm not going to name mm-hmm. names or say which part of the alphabet. Um, mm-hmm. None of the public has any clue how much has been thwarted by the oh, alphabet really? soup. Nobody has well, any I... inkling in any way, shape, or form of how much has been thwarted that we will never, ever, never know, ever about. know about. No, that's a 100% you know, fact. Uh, uh, yep. You know, maybe 100 years from yep. now through the Freedom of Information Act, which by Not the way even. just changed, yep. um, maybe we'll know some of it. But I'll tell you, what we're seeing is literally 1%. What we are hearing about is 1% of 1% of 1% of what's been thwarted. Well, I expect to be hearing, I expect, you know, and you guys can disagree or just, you know, give me your thoughts or feelings that two years from now we're going to hear about some even worse massacre. And oh, yeah. two years beyond that, significantly worse massacre or whatever disaster. They all I don't even think it bigger and better. Anybody that's going to go plot yeah. anything yeah. already right. knows about the one murder that happened and whatever, and they're going to get in there and make, yeah, well, that one's that one. We'll wait till I get done. Well, I don't think it's going to take that long. I think uh, if, if we're not careful, Just, we might get something by the end of the year. And, we have to be very careful. I thought to this, yeah. even though there's no guns and alcohol don't mix in a nightclub, all I could say, my final statement on this topic is, remember one thing, everybody. When seconds count, the cops are minutes away. That's correct. Can I j- jump in here and say a couple That's things? That's my justification Go ahead, Tramp. for I having got, a firearm. I got to say a couple things. Mm-hmm. First off, in Ohio, it is legal to go into a, a bar with a firearm. And full auto is legal in Ohio. Now, um, I got that train going through. We hear that. There's also the fact the video, just the whole video of the people being carried, and you assume they're being carried from the nightclub to the police. You're wrong, because you there. If you watch the full video, they're being carried to the nightclub. The okay. The, the whole video of what they show on the news. If you watch that whole video, things aren't quite right with that, because everybody that that they show that's wounded there is being carried towards that nightclub. Are you saying this may be a false flag situation? I'm sa- I'm just preventing presenting evidence. I am not saying that this is a false flag. I'm just saying some things just don't add up. Like for example, walking into a bar with a machine gun or an AR-47 or whatever kind of gun he did, it's a rifle. You're hand- in Ohio, you're allowed to walk into a bar with a with a gun, but I, according to Angel, you're not allowed to do that in Florida, right? Uh, no. Uh, 801, you're live on the air. Uh, quick, you have about two minutes. Go for it. Yeah, well, we have two minutes. you know, about your call. Sorry, that was me. A party foul on the outside. <laughs> it's really windy out there. But oh, okay. uh, just wanted to comment. Uh, it doesn't matter if it's an assault rifle or a handgun. A gun is designed to kill only because the person behind the gun not shooting it. So... Guns, I think, should uh, AR-15 should be completely legal. However, there should be uh, more disciplined uh, ways to go about purchasing one, having a I clean record. Yep. You have to be respectful to what you're given, 
And regardless of the matter of fact, people have some weird way of thinking, and you know this is a tragedy. Some some assault rifles, or you know, some you know machine guns. I'm a little iffy on their legality. I think some stuff should just belong to the military and not in civilians' hands. Uh, but I'll tell you this much: uh, when they start messing with your gun rights, that's scary stuff to me because the first thing Hitler did was take away their guns. Look what happened there. Oh, and yeah. uh, same I'll, thing I'll tell in you, Australia. I'll show you. Yeah, yeah, I'll tell you. Hold on. I'll tell you this much: I'll tell you, guys, so we, don't have, we don't have a lot of time. It's ridiculous. With, yeah, exactly. We don't have a lot of time, but check this out. Uh, criminals are always going to find a way to commit crimes, whether you make the guns legal or not. You think a criminal is going to care if you take away the guns? They're going to find a way to get guns anyway. And then the criminal is going to be packing, and the civilians are going to be, well, with knives. Who wants to bring a knife to a gunfight? Nobody. We're going to lose automatically. you guys before go for you it. let me go. Um, are you guys going to be talking about UFOs tonight? Yes, we are. We actually have somebody from MUFON, Steve Hudgenson. Are you going to be able to talk on the radio about it? Because I have a lot of experiences that I wanted to talk about tonight to you guys. Well, um, call, in, call in on the second hour, and uh, yep. we'll see if we can squeeze you in. We have okay. uh, Steve Hudgens from uh, MUFON, so we're definitely going to be talking ufology tonight. Well, I'm a first-time caller, and I have lots of experiences, so I'm sure MUFON would love to hear my stories. Then be be sure to call back in the next uh, thirty minutes so you can talk to Steve. And be I will absolutely here. I'll be listening to your radio. Thank you, sir, for calling in. Talk to you Thank soon. Thank you. All right. Bye. Good caller. Hey, uh, Tramp, love the uh, love the swamp, my friend. Uh, keep it nice and clean. And uh, get, there's a couple frogs over there by the corner. You might want to take care of those. <laughs> you see them. But you're keeping it clean. I, I like the crickets in the background. It's beautiful. Beautiful what you've done with the place. And the train in the background. It's yeah, so awesome, and- guys. That's uh, Arizona Tramp. This is uh, his show, Swamp Gas Radio. Check him out. Just uh, check him out on PSN Radio so you know you don't leave my show to listen to his show. That's not cool. <laughs> uh, exactly. <laughs> He's a good guy. I love his show. He's a good friend of the show. But we got to go on break now. we got Steve Hudgens from MUFON on the show here in the next couple minutes. And I'm really excited to talk to him. I'm a, a big, big proponent of uh, what MUFON does and and uh, I'm really uh, excited to talk to anybody from MUFON because they've been around doing this stuff since the beginning of this stuff. You know, they've been around for the longest in ufology. So uh, let's all stick around for that, right? We'll be right back all with righty. Steve Hudgens. Thanks for having me on the show, Angel. Anytime, my friend, anytime. being tied down to your computer but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go talk stream live introduces our first ever iphone application the talk shows you follow now follow you and your iphone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the internet listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day seven days a week mobile talk radio from talk stream live now available in the itunes app store Put a team of professional consultants behind your home or business computer with key information solutions, providing solutions to your internet and computing needs while keeping you on the cutting edge of technology, preventative maintenance and networking support, hardware and custom built computers. Let key information solutions be your personal tech staff for your home or office with affordable hourly, monthly, or annual rates to fit anyone's budget. Call key information solutions now. 
954-973-3374. That's 954-973-3374. Or visit keyinformation.com. Roswell, UFOs, flying saucers, alien abduction, are we alone? Information regarding this and many other questions about the unknown are only a click away at www.theufostore.com. Theufostore.com offers hundreds of DVDs about UFOs, aliens, crop circles, conspiracies, Bigfoot, suppressed science, ancient mysteries. Log on to www.theufostore.com and request a free UFO store catalog. Theufostore.com, the largest selection of UFO products on the Internet. Up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's SupermanHomePage.com, the number one Superman fan site in the world. SupermanHomePage.com, covering the world of Superman from the 1930s to today. News, reviews, rumors, and reports. SupermanHomePage.com, for all your Superman comics, TV shows, movies, cartoons, radio shows, and more. Everything you ever wanted to know about the man of steel and more superman homepage.com the george rodriguez show who i said the george rodriguez show you don't know george rodriguez wasn't he the guy that filled in for neil rogers yes that george rodriguez what's he like oh he's a short little cuban feller kind of funny looking well when's he on 12 to 3 monday wednesday and friday on soflowradio.com and soflowradio.net the george rodriguez show is much more than adequate. Welcome back to Skywatchers Radio, and I'm really excited about our guest on tonight. Uh, I've been, uh, you know, I've been following Mufon for a long time, and I've uh, been a big fan of uh, a lot of the stuff these folks uh, have done in ufology. They're, they've been around, you know, the entirety of, or almost the entirety of the phenomenon, really. And uh, to have Steve Hudgens on uh, with us is just a, a great treat for all of us. Uh, welcome to the show, my friends. You know, thank you so much for being here with us. It's my pleasure, sir. Now, uh, let's go and tell the audience how you became a director of MUFON, because that's a hell of a title to achieve. 
the director of investigations. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, director of investigations. Um, well, I, I was just uh, innocently walking down the street, and uh, a guy tapped me on the shoulder and said, hey, would you like to be the director of investigations? And My I said, God, I, I said, that's easy. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't. Something, it was similar to that, but uh, but no, it, it was just um, that never happens to me, Steve. Let me tell you, <laughs> it was. Uh, I get in tapped the in the right shoulder, and they're like, uh, "Come here, guy. Uh, we're going to take you to jail for a minute." And you look. <laughs> I've suspect. never been there either. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was. It was similar to that. It's like being in the right place at the right time, mm. and um, my ugly face was out there, and it was available, and I was asked, and it only took me five seconds to say yes. Now, how many directors of investigations are there in MUFON? I know that, I mean, it's a heck of a title to achieve. You know, even though it was just given to you on a silver platter, like you said. But uh, still, as, you know, how many are there in total for MUFON? Normally, right there's only one. But we have extenuating circumstances because we are now trying to branch out worldwide. And uh-huh. now we have an international director of investigations, and that's uh, Chuck Reaver. Very cool. Now, how long has MUFON been around? I know MUFON's been around for a very long time. Oh, very, very long time. Uh, I don't know, about 1969 or something like that? Right. Wow. Yeah, I mean... It's been around for almost, a while. Yeah, almost since the beginning of the phenomenon, like I said. It, you know, ufology really took off in the 40s, 50s, 60s. Well, uh, yes, as, as soon as the government said, hey, UFOs are not a threat, and uh, <laughs> right. we have it solved, and that's it. Well, the next month later, the MUFON was formed. Yeah. Uh, oh, wow. So, so we're doing the, the job that the government refuses to do, at least in, in the wide open spaces where everybody can watch them. Now, early on, where when Roswell happened, for example, was uh, any form of MUFON at all? No, you know, not that I around don't think so. No. no, I mean, was that something? Even when MUFON was forming, was that one of the cases that they first started to look at? A lot of people have been uh, jumping on the Roswell bandwagon. I don't know uh-huh. how many, but there, you can just probably count the books and tell how many people have been investigating Roswell. Oh yeah, and yeah. Uh, matter of fact, they are still investigating Roswell in one area or another. Mm-hmm. So um, I, 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 I do not, I don't think Mufon has any actual uh, reports that I'm aware of on on uh, Roswell. Really, nobody other, other than other than maybe yes. somebody uh, like Jesse Marcel or something like that. Yes. Right? I mean, you've, yes. you've done some research with him, I'm sure, and and, um, and that's surprising because with you know that kind of a thing, if, if it's that big of a cover up, you'd think more whistleblowers would have come out and and spoken to Mufon or different organizations. Uh, they do, but they don't come to Mufon. Oh, why is that? That's that's odd. That's a good question. I've been asking that myself. <laughs> that's odd because I mean that, that would you would think that'd be the number one place. Uh, to contact. Uh, in fact, you guys were involved with uh, the Travis Walton incident also, I believe. At least that's what it was depicted in the movie. Is that accurate also? Uh, not really. There, not I, really? there was a little spot there, and, and there was a, they were asking for him from yeah. the front things message, but whoever that was, I don't know who they are. They haven't stepped oh. forward yet. <laughs> See, more stuff they lied about in that movie. Yeah, they always showed a guy showing showing up with a card to give him or something after his encounter, like an investigations card. But they, that's all I really remember on that part. Right. It, it said MUFON on it. So. Yeah. I would like to meet that person. I have to, I may so have to ask I. Travis about that and see if that was, if that, how accurate that really is. Now, have you met Travis in person? You uh, Oh, several times, yes. Interviewed him? Yes, I know you. You you're a veteran of radio online. You do, you've done a lot of, the, of these shows. Um, you know, how, how interacting with Travis, especially in person. Uh, how do you find him? I mean, do you find him Travis to be a, like a is genuine a very, person? Very intelligent man. No, no very. argument here. 
yeah. he actually holds back. If if you get him uh-huh. off to yourself, I mean, the guy really opens up and he he starts talking like a college professor. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's very smart, very intelligent, and very reserved and guarded on what he says. And, and you, yeah. you know, he, he kind of has to be because there's too many of these aluminum foil hat people out there wanting to, to re- just ridicule the man to death. And, yep. and hey, uh, that's tin foil, not aluminum. Hey, oh, I'm enough. sorry, tin foil, aluminum foil. It's all <laughs> when you're looking at it, it's all the same thing, right? Exactly, it looks the same. <laughs> tomato, tomato. Aluminum is easier to work with. Let me tell you, my first interaction with Travis came uh, almost a decade ago. This is years, seven, eight years now. It's amazing how time flies. And uh, I had him on the show when I first got started uh, doing radio. In fact, Alan over here helped get get him on the show with me. Uh, he had met Travis previously. And um, I had a private conversation with him before I had him on the air. And I found him to be not only genuine, 100% genuine, uh, but just, you know, very reserved, like you said. I mean, it was very hard to get answers from him at first. Mm-hmm. Um, in a private conversation, he was just like, we'll give you one word answers. And now it was just, you know, I was dying and I was like, I hope this doesn't happen on the air. Um, <laughs> and I was just, I was very fearful of that. But after a few minutes, he really does open up. And, it, you know, when, when you speak to Travis, it's one of those things that you really connect to the, to the man. And I found it, you know, just his story became even more genuine to me after I actually spoke to him in private, let alone doing the show itself. But just that private conversation, I hold so dear to me because it was something that I didn't expect, you know, to to have him be that real and that genuine and that authentic. I mean, the guy is, look, his story hasn't changed in, you know, this long of time. It's been over 30 plus years, you know, almost 40 years now. It's been about 40 years, 41 years, right? It's been a while. Yeah, I mean, Jesus, it's been a long time. So, I mean, this it was seventy five when it happened. Uh, something like yes, yeah, something along. Yeah, seventy five, right? So, I mean, look, his story hasn't changed since this thing happened, and he's passed lie detector tests. And if you don't believe it, I, I say contact him yourself and have a conversation with Travis. You turn uh, yes, I believe him one hundred percent. I have no yeah, reason not here. to. He, in fact, he, and this is something that I always, you know, like to talk about uh, with people like yourself. In fact, who work in and MUFON or an organiza- organizations that research ufology is how many people like Travis have you come across in your investigations that seem that authentic? Uh, very far and in between. Very few, right? Yes, it's very few. <laughs> the, the crazy thing about ufology now is all the new agey people that are coming into this thing, right? Uh, uh, yes. Oh, I mean, oh. they uh, they all have a book to sell or they all want right. to go on tour. And for well, some reason, I have to say for myself, I had a good time when I went on your show, Steve, and I told you about you know my son and I's close encounter with the org, and um, we're really. But you're a, not a new agey type of guy, though, Chris. You're, you're just a regular dude, a you know, like dude. You know what I'm saying? It's a completely different animal. I'm talking about like these people that are like, oh, I'm a star seed and a star child, and star and child. you know have heavenly connections, and that that seems to be like the the main thing that that is getting promoted in ufology a lot now. The, the David Wilcox of the world, and you know, and you know these folks, uh, which is fine. I mean, there's a place for everybody, I'm sure. Uh, but people like Travis just don't come around very often. Do you think his case is probably like the biggest abduction case in ufology's history? Well, it's one of the biggest abduction cases. You, you can't really you rule out there? the others. Um, oh, the, the Betty and Barney Hill really stands out for me. Mm-hmm. And um, What were the, the two twin brothers that were camping at the lake? Um, I can't remember their last names. Um, I think they were abducted, and, and there might have been a third guy involved. Um, yes, I know who you're talking about. One okay. of them was on the, the uh, one of those night shows, and... and 
and the other one just refused to talk about it at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Uh, if that's the ones I'm thinking of. All right. Can't say I blame them. No, yeah. I don't blame them either. Because <laughs> uh, they got on that uh, Tonight Show, and the, the guy was uh, just, uh, Johnny Ripping Carson up. was just ridiculing to death. You know, just, I don't know. It was, that was a wrong time for that kind of thing, though. The 80s, well, yes. you know, America and the world in general didn't really see ufology or Alec-ish UFOs with serious. The, the Alec-ish you know, abductions, is that Alec-ish? I'm reading what American Roadware says here in chat, so. But it's, it's, it's amazing the, the headway that we've made over the last 30 years with this topic. Now, it, it does seem like society is more open and honest about it. In fact, I had an interaction with a young lady yesterday. We were, we were talking about the kind of radio stuff that I do, and... Uh, I had to bring up the fact that I do ufology-based radio. And it was uh, kind of like me disclosing to her what I do. And I, you know, I showed her the website, showed her who I work with and stuff. And she was, you know, cool. She was really into it. And I find that that's more the, like, the response I get from people. I even had a former, a previous employer who I, I told about the show. And instead of getting fired and having the, uh, you know, the mental hospital called on me, which probably would have happened in the <laughs> 60s or 70s. Uh, no, he was very open about it. And he said, you know what? I had a sighting when I was a kid, and the guy got chills when he told me his story. So I find that's, that's the narrative now with most of society. Uh, do you see that trend also being a, you know, a narrative? Well, it, it has its ups and downs, and it's the way that the, the people that whatever age group that were, that's being out there in the open is the ones that are changing it. And I'm of the firm belief we need to get ufology completely out of the paranormal uh, arena. In other words, uh, we need to put Ghost and Bigfoot and um, all this other thing over to the right and bring ufology out into the open and uh, let it stand alone. And then that way it, it might be taken more seriously. Right. Because uh, when you start saying, oh, I saw a UFO, oh, was Bigfoot driving it? You know, that kind of thing. So. <laughs> You know, and then you have uh, then you have these folks in ufology now who have uh, not only seen a UFO, they've also been abducted by aliens. They've also seen ghosts. They've seen demons, poltergeists, leprechauns. They've seen every spectrum of the paranormal, and they've had all kinds of experiences they they cannot explain. That's when I start, you know, that's when my bat squatch uh, meter goes off, and I just start saying, "Wait a second, ah, I'm not falling for you know." And that hap- that's a lot of folks like that now in ufology. A I lot have of a people theory are about like, that. Oh, please tell us. Yes. <laughs> Are you ready for this? Hit me with it, Steve. Go. Okay. This is something I've been thinking about for a long time, and I mention it once in a while to people. But um, let's just say uh, ufology, for, for the practical purposes, has been in, in our history forever. Would you guys agree with that? Sure. Definitely, yeah. I mean, you go back in the Bible, they talk about it in the mm-hmm. Bible, and, and it's on and on Actually, and on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, tall, uh, yeah. so then I have to ask uh, about ghosts. Because uh, you know a lot of people is uh, ghost hunters and this and that, but but uh, what are you? I want you guys to answer what are ghosts and maybe from the chat room, you know, to dis- describe <laughs> to me what what is a ghost. Well, I'm an atheist, so I'm going to start right there. Um, but I do believe that there is possibilities of afterlifes and you know whatever maybe oh, do hung up. and something else. Uh, you know that's a possibility. Uh, Steve, you there? Because I just heard. Oh. oh, I got hung up. I think we lost Steve. We lost Steve again. We lost Steve again. He, uh, let's, uh, let's get him back on the air, and then yeah. we'll continue our, our conversation with him. Made fun of the star seas, so they used their vibrational energy and kicked him off. That's that's what it was. <laughs> Steve, there you go. We got you back, Steve. Yes, I keep getting hung up. I think the mothership's flying over me. Well, we're, we're blaming on the star seeds ourselves. <laughs> okay, so uh, yeah. if, I'm, if I'm hearing you guys right, uh, the ghosts are energy. 
Well, no, no. What I was saying, what I was getting at, uh, Steve, is uh, to me, you know, I'm an atheist, and I wanted to start off with that. I'm an atheist, uh, and I'm not a very religious person, but I do believe, or I leave the, the the door open to the possibility of, an, you know, maybe an afterlife or something else after we die. I mean, it's a beautiful notion, it's a beautiful tale, uh, so I, I leave that door open for a possibility. But I, in my mind, in my in my mind's mind, I really don't think there's anything else. I think we're just, you know, here by mistake, and things just happen, and when we die, we die. Uh, that's my reality, and unfortunately, that's just the way I think. But here's uh, the thing I also believe that throughout history interaction with possible aliens has been mistaken for different things like ghosts demons leprechauns you know these things were not very common to folks 2,000 years ago a thousand years ago 500 years ago so when they saw an alien that was about three or four foot tall so to say hey it's a little gray they were like oh it's a little leprechaun because they didn't know any better so they mis- that to me they mistook certain things that was happening for maybe some religious phenomenon or something like that when it could have very well been an extraterrestrial phenomenon. Is that more or less uh, your, your theory also, Steve? That is kind of the way I'm going, but let's get back to the ghost thing. Oh, great minds a lot of people like. are telling me that ghosts <laughs> are energy. How many would mm. agree with that? Mm-hmm. Well, that I can't it. prove one way or the other, but sure, I'll go with you on that. Okay, then if ghosts are energy, why are they clothed? Because nobody likes being naked. Steve, well, can I, can I, I try to... That's a joke, but yeah. I'm sorry, I got, I got to chime in on this one uh, when it comes to ghosts because I, I do ghost hunting for fun. And, Excellent. Um, what, a couple of statements I want to make. What he said for fun? My, that kind of tells you the type of mind he, he has. Yeah. Right? Uh, l- let me just make a couple of statements before we go any further into my theory. Firstly, what I find the most fascinating thing when it comes to ghosts, every single religion, no matter where you are in the world or every tribe, every everything in the world, everybody has always had a concept of an existence after this and an afterlife, whether it's talking to the – communicating with the ancestors or anything like – you know, they, every single faith, every single, every single group, whether it's religious-based or location-based, has always had a concept of an existence after this. Only right, after, right, right. It goes all the way back after, to the Buddha. Yeah, Even but only after back, the yeah. bu- only from the Bible and Egyptian and Sumerian texts um, has there been really a concept of heaven and hell and purgatory um, at all. That's what I find interesting. Every, I mean, the tribe in the middle of the Andes in South America has a concept of an afterlife, but they've never had a concept of heaven or hell or consequences for your actions here. Now. My personal view on when it comes to ghosts, I always give this example. Do you have a brain? Most of us do. Yeah, some of us. Okay, does it fire neurons to work? Uh, I'm told it is, yes. Okay, do we agree that's electrical energy? Of course. Correct, yes. Has science proven energy is neither created or destroyed, it just changes form? Yes. I've been told that. Okay, so when the body expires, either (laughs) one... Whoa. Whoa, whoa. His body's about to expire, guys. It's about to expire right there. It is expiring. Go ahead. When the body expires, one of three things. Man, perfect timing. Either either A, it will dissipate into the universe. You become one with everything, and you know the mind of God, and that's what we interpret as heaven. B, for one reason or another, it stays localized in a specific area which is what we end up calling a haunt and a ghost, 
or C, I use the dollar bill example, pieces of your dollar bill. It's not a dollar bill. It's all spare change that forms a dollar. Pieces of that dollar will then re-coalesce into someone else, and it might be a penny from here, a penny from this person, a five cents from this person, a quarter from this person, and that energy ends up being igniting the soul, and that's what we call reincarnation. I like all these theories, other guy. I mean, if you think about it, it makes sense in, to some degree. One of these things is one of these three things is what happens to the electromagnetic energy that ignites us. I guess is the best way to put it. Okay, that takes care of the body part, but what about the clothes? Well, then we get into the whole theory about ghosts in the localized haunt and such. Are you familiar with what a Faraday cage is? Yes. Okay. Well, certain certain things create a Faraday cage for that energy. One thing that's been proven is limestone. So you'll notice most homes that were made out of lathe and plaster more than anything else always tend to be more haunted as opposed to more common era um, homes that are built. Now, why – what that electromagnetic energy has the ability to do is – project itself in the form it remembers itself or I guess the best way to phrase it is, is the form that it remembers itself best um, but here's the interesting part the reason that these energies don't show up on video or so audio, when I die I'm going to go around my slippers and my moonshiners if um, you let me finish this sentence, you don't understand where I'm going with this one Chris <laughs> Okay. That's a scary vision to have there, Chris. Okay. Yeah, that's... Now, here's the yeah. interesting part. Audio and video and photo doesn't always capture an image of a person. They always capture an orb or an energy. What happens, what I believe happens is, is that that energy is able to paint a picture in the person's mind or in the mind's – you've heard the term, you know, a picture of a mind's – picture in your mind's eye? Never heard of that term. You've never heard the term, you know, you know, seeing something through your mind's eye. Yes, well, I that have. I heard. That that I've heard. Yes. Okay, not the first one though. So what that energy signature is doing is presenting itself through connecting with your own neurons that are firing and sh- trying to appear as a way it remembers itself to you. Do you know how absurd that sounds? Not really, if you think about it. The only I'm time. Trying to. The only time that ghosts as a physical body are usually captured on audio, video, or photo is usually as a shadow or a shape, and usually more with a flare camera, which actually identifies energy differences or um, temperature. Yeah, but you realize a lot of these cameras are also picking up like bugs that are just like glowing. Yeah, you're right. It does. Absolutely, yes. And a lot of people people have mistaken that for ghosts. You're right, they have. But when you can... But when you can coincide it with physical uh, anomalies in the environment that are measured measured scientifically, you can't dismiss that. Mm, For example, if the temperature changes and you catch an EVP while an orb is flying by and answering to a question that you asked, that's three different scientific measurements that are being quantified and measured and can actually be recorded. Well, I think the um, Star Children just took uh, Steve for good, by the way. Oh, did he really? Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. Oh, I went on <laughs> no wonder why he was so quiet and not objecting. Okay. 
Completely, yeah. Right. I, think, I, I think you scared everybody away. Did that I was good. You know what, though? <laughs> I enjoyed that other guy. Yeah, it was you No, know, it's not often I go on a rant about my, my views of the universe, but, you know, there you that have was good. that. That was good. I think you're a crazy person for being a ghost hunter, but I enjoyed listening to that. Yeah, how do you say that's fun? By the way, well, you know, you because I mean, to most of us, that's that's fun. That's scary stuff, man. Like you're dealing with scary. Well, all you know, you're going to unique places with amazing architecture or a cemetery, which still has amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Great architecture, yeah, that's great. Oh, come on, you can't tell me that some of the stonework in some cemeteries are not. Amazingly well Look, I New Orleans cemeteries are absolutely beautiful, but you won't catch me in one at night, and you won't catch me ghost hunting in one. I will admire it from afar at a respect. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going in there going, the can you communicate with me? I'm you not know, doing that. You know, we go, we go out, we bring out the, all the cool scientific equipment, try and record, not just saying, hello, is anybody here? Go ahead, push me, I dare you. I dare you, come on. No, it's nothing like that. You know, there are certain questions that we'll ask. We'll, you know, we'll try and record audio, video, photo, FLIR images. Uh, you know, taking temperature change, temperature measurements, as much scientific equipment, as much scientific recording that we can do to prove that there are anomalies and changes in the environment. Yeah, that's cool. That's what it boils down to. Well, you do that. You get on that. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm really think it's really. Uh, come on, uh, come on, Crystal. I'm gonna, I'm gonna haul your ass. I'm gonna haul your ass to St. Augustine and really prove the point. Uh, yeah, there, there's no. Look, I am with you, other guy. 100. percent I liked everything you said about the soul and the ghost. Look, I believe in ghosts. Nah, I do. That's why I'm not fucking around. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm not messing with no ghosts. Nope. I'm still trying to it. figure out one thing about reincarnation. Can someone explain to me, everybody that's reincarnated, that says they're reincarnated through hypnotic regression, how come they're always the famous person? Because. Well, I, there's like millions of Cleopatras, apparently. Yep, yep. You know, true, I'm like, what story. the fuck? Really? Uh, there's a, well, they, you can ask David there Wilcox. He claims to be Edgar Casey, remember? Yeah, I remember oh, that. Really? There was an explanation. By the way, Lou has joined the, uh, the conversation. Lou, what's up, buddy? So, I was hoping uh, the guest the guest could respond to uh, my questions about We've lost the, him. what he thinks are the best examples, which I think he partly has, uh, of MUFON cases, and more specifically the best examples implying that there are UFOs and aliens that he he himself has individually worked on. I, well, I think the, the star now. children, I think the star seeds uh, have taken them away from us uh, for good because the Skype is. Oh, uh, Chris over dead. here is uh, trying to get him on the line here. I and, am, uh, and it's dead, so I'm. Yeah. Uh, for for UFOs, obviously Roswell is one. I think Kexberg is another one. Uh, obviously, Betty and Barney. But, but I want to hear what the guest has to say. I want to hear what the yeah. guest. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, nobody cares about you. Either, nobody cares yeah. what I have to say. Minutes. Yeah. You're done now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I missed the part that we lost the guest. That, that no, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Right. I don't know what, what that guy's we really couldn't ask him. Like for real. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. I mean, Thanks we're not trying to like you know pull a joke uh, here. You know what? Like, Why don't you bring in this gone. other guy that wanted to call in? Why don't you bring him in? The uh, the one that we, can you call him back? The one that said that he was uh, he had something that, a lot of UFO stuff to talk about. You know, that's great idea, Chris. Great okay. idea. Let's uh, get right that. Chris to the rescue once again. He knows his stuff. Well, we're not entertaining enough to carry the show. I think we're entertaining. I'm trying to say, Chris, mm-hmm. we're not entertaining. Let's just add him. Let's just add him in. <laughs> 
801, if you're listening, call on in. We'll take your call and uh, we will hear your story. We'll hear your stuff. I just hope Steve didn't get abducted tonight while he yeah. was on the air. Because it was kind of weird. I heard like a weird noise and he just gone. Yeah, great. he was having issues, it sounded like, for sure. Oh, yeah, his Skype kept going off and on and off and on all night. So. Mm-hmm. The, the government got, got to him. Really <laughs> rough weather. No, I'm telling you, the star seeds. Star seeds are evil. That poor dude's going to see eight. Star seeds are not evil. That poor dude's going to see a clothed <laughs> ghost now. He's <laughs> in Fort Worth, Texas, too. So I'll tell you, there's a lot of uh, military action in Fort Worth, Texas. Maybe they're honing in on him, huh? Uh-oh. It's a possibility. Maybe. Uh-oh. It's a possibility. Anyway, guys, we're going to take a quick commercial break here and uh, regroup, and uh, hopefully oh. we'll uh, get going here in a minute or two. So uh, stick around. This is Skywatchers Radio. We'll be back, maybe with our guests, maybe with your calls. Either way, it's going to be fun. Oh, and he Chris, is stop moving, ar- he stop is moving around. Wasn't he the guy that filled in for Neil Rogers? Yes, that George Rodriguez. What's he like? Oh, he's a short little Cuban fellow. Kind of funny looking. Well, when's he on? 12 to 3, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on SoFloRadio.com and SoFloRadio.net. The George Rodriguez Show is much more than adequate. 
put a team of professional consultants behind your home or business computer with key information solutions, providing solutions to your internet and computing needs while keeping you on the cutting edge of technology, preventative maintenance and networking support, hardware and custom-built computers. Let key information solutions be your personal tech staff for your home or office with affordable hourly, monthly, or annual rates to fit anyone's budget. Call Key Information Solutions now. 954-973-3374. That's 954-973-3374. Or visit keyinformation.com. All right, everybody, welcome back to Skywatchers Radio, and we have Steve back on the line with us. Steve, man, we thought the uh, the Star Seeds, or we thought the the Men in Black, we thought something drastically bad had happened. You were so happy to have you back on the air, sir. Oh, very well, thank you. I thought they were going to cut my electricity off for a minute, but no, it just blinked. It blinked. <laughs> oh, so it was the power company. It was the power company. It's a clothed ghost. It's coming for Steve. That's what it is. You're blaming on the yeah, Star Oh, I have, I'm in a haunted house, yes. Once we started talking about the ghost, uh, that's uh, the internet just went. It. They just didn't want to hear my logic. That I mean, or rather, my theory is what it was. <laughs> well, let's let's continue where we where we left off uh, when you got cut off there, uh, Steve. Uh, continue on from that point. I mean, we were talking about energies and, and ghost yeah, okay. activity. Let me go ahead and just tell you what I'm thinking. Go for uh, it. Okay, uh, everybody says ghost is energy, which I can I can um, I can buy that, but it's plausible. Yes, it's right. very plausible. But clothes are not. So what I'm getting at is if very true if very if, true if the body dies and energy is going out in a in a ghostly looking form okay why aren't they naked but they aren't they have clothes on and if clothes have energy also why don't we have clothes walking around with with no body <laughs> so we don't have that so here's what I'm thinking I'm thinking since UFOs and and aliens if you want to call them that have been with us forever and ever and ever and ever ever whatever they're doing nobody really knows at least out here we don't know the government may. But uh, here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that uh, these aliens, for whatever purpose they're doing, whatever they're doing here, they monitor us on a 24-hour basis. And uh, here they are. Here we are at night. All of a sudden, they trip and stumble while they're in your bedroom. You wake up and look, and they take on an apparition of something that you are familiar with, like dead grandma or dead right. dead uh, grandpa or whatever. And, oh, I saw a ghost. It was grandpa. So I'm comfortable with that. Right. Just go to sleep. Yep, that's yep, what I'm yep. thinking because uh, you always hear about the aliens with this mind control operation going on. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's that's where I'm going with that. And well, I'm 100 percent in the same direction. Let me tell you, that's almost dead on to what I've been thinking for plausible. a long time. Yeah, no, I think that's that's very accurate. I mean, look at both. I really do. I mean, because the other guy was talking about how when he does his investigations, a lot of times you don't see form, you hear things, or there's yes. something else going on, or like with a poltergeist, I don't think you ever actually see the thing that's making everything in your kitchen, you know, go haywire, that sort of thing. So I think absolutely, I think it's both a thing. Maybe if you see somebody clothed, it might be a memory, aka that could happen from a limestone. It could, it could, it's it plausible, could. or it could be a ghost. Or it could be a UFO, or you could definitely be an alien in your bedroom. Absolutely, I think those are all plausible answers. You know, I'm, I'm like I said earlier, I'm, I'm atheist. I'm very <clears throat> harsh on the belief of the afterlife. Uh, you know, it doesn't really convince me. But I did see a, a special on a, on a family that was haunted. Look. 
uh, there was, I mean, this is probably the the scariest thing I've ever seen, to be honest with you, on TV. It was on the show Sightings, of all things. And uh, the the family was uh, being uh, haunted by a poltergeist. And the little girl in the family, she was about maybe 12 years old, 11 or 12 around there, was the main focus of the haunting. And there's a, a scene that they set up when they're talking to the family in the in the kitchen area. And the little girl's doing her homework on the table, and the family's sitting around, and they're talking to the camera, and the, the actual chair just starts moving and pushing back by itself. And and you have to, like, it, it, it was really messed up, because you see the family pushing the chair down, trying to hold it down, while it was literally trying to push his way back, like if something was trying to grab her. Uh, I mean, that would make me a believer, if, you know, if anything would. I also had an experience here in, when I first moved to Florida as a child, where we moved into a house that well, things happened. It was very scary. So there's things that I do think might be maybe ghostly activity. But I, I'm with Steve. I think a lot of it has to be uh, aliens with uh, deceptive uh, measures. Because, look, if they could travel from light years away and come here to visit us, I'm sure they could do whatever they want with our minds and manipulate us in any way possible. In fact, when you know the abduction phenomenon happens, what is uh, the, most of the scenario? You wake up and you can't move, right? So that means they, they're able to stop your movement. If they could do that, you know, implanting some kind of a false vision in front of you is is a piece of cake, I'm sure. So I'm I'm sure, Steve, you're probably 100% on the nailed it on the head there with uh, your scenario. I think that, or your theory that to me is probably 90% of of it. And I would give 10% to the possibility of ghosts or demons or poltergeists. I mean, that is a possible uh, thing, also. Sorry, other guy, I give you maybe a 0.1% to your uh, okay. theory. I'll, I'll live with your opinion. <laughs> oh, that's my opinion. But no, Steve, I, I, honestly, I think you're, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Uh, oh, go ahead. <laughs> yes, uh, Divine Testicles, who we love. Um, yes, love you. Know. Love that name. Uh, Steve, have you had any encounter with Men in Black? Oh, great question. Ooh. You know, I, I love, I would love that because uh, I'm in Texas and everybody in Texas carries a gun. And <laughs> I, I relish the day that the Men in Black taps me on the shoulder. <laughs> He's waiting for it. He's waiting Where for it. Where in Texas are you, man? What? What part of Texas are you in? Oh, I'm in uh, Fort Worth, Texas. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. I have a where question. the West begins. <laughs> yeah, I'll be in Houston. We'll get to this our week. very patient caller. Uh, okay. My question is just what is the process when, when someone calls in to move on? You know, because I, I think a lot of abductees or you know anyone who's had an encounter are very afraid to come forward. So, kind of, what is MUFON's process if you've seen something? Okay, you go to uh, MUFON.com, and uh, there's a little button there that you press that says uh, uh, to uh, make a report. that easy as a button. Yeah, there's a little button at the top right-hand corner, I believe. I've never done it myself, but but uh, you can go there and you enter a report. If you don't enter a report, you're really just um, rolling the window down and shouting out the window. Mm-hmm. You have to go and enter a report. Mm-hmm. And uh, once that report is entered... It automatically goes to whatever state you're in. It goes to the state director and the chief investigator, and uh, they will call you. They're supposed to call you within a certain amount of time, and they investigate your case, and they have 90 days to investigate your case. Now, as far as uh, abduction scenarios, are, that's, that's a different ball game. Uh, we have the ART, which uh, will assist the state director or the field investigator that's involved with the case. And uh, there's a certain group of questions that, that's on the website. And uh, the, this person that believes they have been abducted or whatever has to uh, work and 
answer these questions. And uh, depending on these, the outcome of these questions is, uh, it, well, it, it lets us know whether or not you have been abducted or not. And then it's, then it's taken further down that, down the road this way. And, uh, mm-hmm. if, uh, if the, if the questions are answered, you know, favorably, the, um, ART will take the case over in most cases. And, uh, Kathleen Martin and her crew, uh, will take over the case. And that's how have it's a lot done. Of, have a lot of respect for that lady, Kathleen Martin. She's oh, awesome. Yeah. She's great. Great, great lady. Uh, by the way, we have a caller on the line, Nathan from Utah, who has uh, been patiently waiting on the line, and uh, I'm sure he has about a gazillion questions for you, Steve. Okay, I'll answer Nathan. one. <laughs> Get one in there. Go ahead. Go ahead, Nathan. Well, hey, thanks, thanks again. Um, so going back, I had called in to the California branch that was listed on Move On to uh, let them know about my encounters that I've had ever since that I've been two years old and today where I'm 36 years old now and continues on throughout my life. Um, I don't consider myself a star seed, but I haven't really gone out to a public source to relay this information that I have. Um, I did contact one of the representatives down in California, which they were going to be contacting one of uh, the districts ahead of move on in my state, but never received a call back. However, um, I, I'd be more than happy to have uh, information provided to you. I have several encounters, uh, both physical and seeing craft as well, but more physical than anything and has been occurring throughout my life. And it's not harmful or anything. What was uh, the first but, uh, time that you remember having uh, an abduction happen? Uh, I don't consider it, uh, I don't like the word abduction because I find it offensive, to, depending on the circumstance. Um, okay, uh, experience? So, Is that a better so term? My, my first uh, extra, uh, extraterrestrial biolog- biological entities that I came in, in contact with was at the age of two years old. Oh, my goodness. Um, so I, I have a good memory from my very first shock, and I can go back into memory. I have... I have a really keen memory. But anyway, the first incident, I was two years old. Um, my grandmother, which is from Salt Lake City, um, I was born in Torrance, California. Um, so she came to visit our house. Well, I was playing with my you know, young toys as a two-year-old would in his room, and I had two extraterrestrials in my room. Uh, we were playing. Uh, now, what I mean in playing, it's not like, oh, I'm playing with my toys. They're providing me information uh, about why they're focusing their attention to me. Uh, this wasn't a bad experience, no trauma or anything like that. They were giving me information about the existence of myself and how life was created. Now, um, I said, hey, can I introduce you to my grandmother and because I was always really big on uh, having my grandmother come over it was a special time so I had they said that was okay and this was through uh, telepathy not through voice talking or anything like that so I went into the other room grabbed my grandmother said I'd like you to introduce you to my friends Um, she didn't see anything but what they told me before that I went to her she said Remember, a uh, child's mind and consciousness 
is a lot stronger than what it is as an adult. So they might not see what you see. And so I said, I would like to introduce you to my friends. She didn't see anything. They were clearly there. But she just said, you're a clever little boy and looked at me and didn't say anything for the rest of the night. However, she looked at me like she knew what I was going on. Well, this has been an occurrence through my family. So I believe encounters are through family. I don't know in what purpose, but my mother's had experiences. My father has. Uh, my father's been taking me on a uh, board on a craft. I've been on a craft. Uh, but that was the first overall experience. Now, things started to progress more and more throughout time. Now, you were talking about Travis Walton. Funny story is I grew up in the 80s, so um, I was always a big fan of E.T. My mom bought me an E.T. doll because that was, like, one of my favorite shows. Um, well, throughout my experiences growing up, I always had this understanding that there was something special. But see, I was never supposed to be born. My mother was never, ever supposed to have children. I was, the doctor said, you know, you'll never have kids. She had a lot of complications uh, trying to have childbirth, and she was lucky to have me. So I think there was a reason for this encounter, and it's continued throughout my life. Um, but with Travis Walton, my mother had got the book Communion, which is the story about his experience. Well, mm-hmm. one night, uh, you know, I came into the room where she sat. Uh, well, she got Communion, the Woodley Streeper book, right? Woodley yeah. Streeper's? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and with the, with the gray or the white alien that you want to see on right. the cover, well, I saw that on the cover, and I said, I got very uh, upset that she had that in the house. I said, Mom, you need to get rid of that book right now. She says, why are you so upset that I have this book? I'm like, because I don't like what's on the cover of the book. And she says, why do you not like this cover on the book? And I said, because they keep visiting me. And she says, well, why do they keep visiting me? And I said, it's hard to explain to you. You would not understand. Um, now that the, the grays that I've encountered, they have, see, they form a specific function. I don't know if, I'm sure you guys have studied ufology and everything quite mm-hmm. a bit, but with contactees, I'll be more happy to fill out the report and, and, and go to the, who's it, ART that reviews it? Is that correct? Yes, Steve. Yep. Okay, well, I'll be more than happy to provide the information because I believe, uh, I know 100% that I have a valid case that maybe you guys would like to, you know. Yes, yeah, so uh, do this for me. Uh, give me your information at an email. Email me at doi at mufon.com, and I'll connect you up with who you need to talk to. Okay, I haven't got, so with my experiences, I know pieces to the puzzle, and I don't know if you've talked to other contactees or abduction uh, cases or people that have had these type of encounters. But maybe one thing that's generalized in this particular focal point with people is they don't have 100% all the information at hand because it's a lot to attain by. uh, Because to tell you, to be honest, when you have a physical encounter with an extraterrestrial, it is like every single emotion that you can experience physically all at one point in time. It's so intense and vivid. It's not, and you catch pieces to the puzzle. I 
thought about going into regression hypnosis. I don't know anybody uh, in this area or anyone that I would really trust on doing that because it's personal to me. I, um, but I'm doing a CE5 initiative here in Utah, so if there's any uh, Utah listeners that are interested in that, um, there there is a way to contact extraterrestrials through consciousness. And to go back with ghosts and everything, too, um, energy, uh, self-manifestation, through, you know, trans-dimensional uh, energy comes in all different forms, and that's how a lot of these extraterrestrials travel. It's not going at the light speed. That's impossible. They would die off when they get here. Uh, so it's, it's interdimensional, trans-dimensional, however you want to put it, in that type of category. But, however, um, you know, I've had a lot of physical encounters. I'd be more than happy to go on the record with, uh, you know, hypnosis uh, if it's for a good cause. i no, I have a lot of good information to give out to the public. It's not anything threatening uh, that you hear a lot in the ufology uh, community. There's the good and the bad. Um, I think a lot of the bad abduction encounters may be uh, military-related in the secret government sectors. Uh, but, no, I'd be more than happy to share more information to you. Uh, my question to you is, if I do provide this information uh, and an investigator comes to want to pursue the case more, what what is this going to impact for the public, or or am I going to be? It can be strictly confidential, where you're not even mentioned. Okay, um, because I mean I don't mind going on the record in public. I believe disclosure is going to happen here soon, and I would encourage all the listeners on the show to come forward and don't worry about the ridicule. You're you're more than that, and you got to believe in yourself and in your case and what you're presenting to people. Um, but, yeah, I'd be more than happy to share that information. And you said it was DOI at MUFON.com? Yes, DOI, Director of Investigations, DOI at MUFON.com. Okay. I appreciate your guys' time. Thank you, Steve. Mm-hmm. Do you guys Thank have you. any questions oh, for me or anything? Thank you for calling in. Real quick, you know, I, I'm going to ask you, in the, the entirety of your, you know, your experience, would you say it has been more of a positive experience or a negative experience so far? Absolutely, 100% positive. Now, mm. see, I have a five-year-old son. Um, I, you know, at the time, okay, one of my experiences, granted, this, I've always had encounters, a lot of physical encounters, like I've been telling you. Um, but this one encounter I had, I was very uh, frightened when it happened because, Usually when they would contact me, it would either be in dream state or through a physical encounter. Now, um, the physical encounters, they usually would, I would wake up in the middle of the night in my bed and, and be surrounded by some grays. Now, the grays were just a portion to the encounter. They weren't the means mm. all to my direct contact source contact okay. through the extraterrestrials. So they perform a specific function in the task at what they're doing. Now, it's not militaristic in any way that I felt. Uh, now, I only can attain so much information that I'm remembering. Now, the more that I start talking about I'm beginning to be more open about this now. Um, but the more I become aware of what's happened, the more information that I get related to me. Uh, however, on this encounter that I had, I was, I was frightened because I had was on the phone with my girlfriend talking on the phone when I was at 15 because that's what 15-year-olds do. They don't have cars. They talk to their girlfriends all night long. Well, 
I lived out True. in Southern California in Tribuco Canyon. Now you can look up the address on Google Earth if you want and look at this house that my parents built. Well, um, it's number one, Windy Ridge Road in Tribuco Canyon, California. Uh, now here in Sandy City, I don't have as many physical contacts because I'm in a major populated area, which in California, I lived out behind the Cleveland National Forest by the Saddleback Range. Um, so I had a lot of Camp Pendleton aircraft and everything. I always saw a bunch of different type of aircraft. However, on that encounter that I had physically, I had told my girlfriend at the time to hold on the phone because I had, my parents had a big house that they built three acres of property. I said, hey, my friends are coming up on their motorcycles because we used to uh, ditch out at night and go out in the mountains and have fun on our motorcycles. Uh, so I heard them coming up. Well, as I came up, I walked to my door. Well, my door handle started opening up before I could grab onto the handle. Uh, the way that my parents built this really big mansion, if you look it up on Google Earth, I'm not lying, um, my parents had designed this mansion that looked like a castle. Well, my room had a kind of like a little half-moon shape where you could hide behind the door when it was fully opened up when you were a kid playing hide-and-go-seek. So that's my immediate reaction was, oh, my gosh, my my handle was opening up on my door. I'm getting a little freaked out. Well, this house was also haunted, by the way. So this wasn't a ghost encounter for sure. Um, I had went behind the door. Uh, a long gray arm had started to grab around the door handle. It was grayish white. Now, as it came around, I had got into a state where I could not speak at all. I had no vocal control whatsoever. So I wanted it to scream out because I was frightened and nothing would come out of my voice at all. Um, at that point in time, I tried to resist and push back because I was in shock because this was happening not by waking up in the middle of the night, by me actually thinking I'm hearing something. So I walked to the door. Well, it grabbed my arm. I tried to push. I didn't, you know, I just stood there paralyzed almost, but I was fully alert. I was awake. Next thing I know, three hours have passed by. I'm sitting up on my bed, upright, sweating with full tingles going throughout my whole body, like your hand or your leg or your... And this was a positive experience? Because you see you've had... Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I was frightened about it because I wasn't... Doesn't sound too positive to me, there, Nathan. Well, I'm not finished with the story. So after that, I jumped the gun. I had woken up. It's three hours have gone by. This was at Mm -hmm. 2 a.m. is is now five o'clock in the morning, and I had turned on all my lights because it's barely bright. You're starting to see the sun come up in the area where I'm located. I had gone back to sleep. It took me a long time. Well, through when I went to sleep, I had a dream state contact saying, don't worry, I know this was intense for you. Granted, I'm 15 years old, so how's a 15-year-old going to act compared to where I'm at now at 36 years old? I, I can understand the contact source a lot different from where I was at at 15, uh, where my mindset is and how my consciousness developed. Um, however, this what they said to me through the dream state contact was everything's okay. We didn't mean to startle you. I know it was unexpected. You know, everything's going to be fine. I received a whole bunch more information about my past experience when I was two years old. 
they said that this contact wouldn't happen for quite some time until my conscious developed into an adult. Now, yeah, this story may sound kind of far-fetched is what you're probably thinking now because you think it's not friendly or whatnot. However, I'm a firm believer that my experiences won't stop. They'll continue to go on, but that's just one part of the story. My dad, I had talked to my dad uh, after the age of 15, by the age of 32, I had talked to my dad about this experience that I had at the house, and he said, you know what, I've had the same encounter. Well, on the house, there was a big balcony out there. Extraterrestrial entities had taken him aboard a craft. Now, I woke up in the middle of the night and saw a triangle-shaped object hovering past my window through my room with no sound whatsoever. It had to be at least 150 feet with three solid white lights in a triangle form. And that could have been my father on there. However, I don't know. It could have been maybe another encounter that I had that I wasn't fully aware of until I woke up. So, Nathan, you could do an entire show with us as a guest. Let me tell you, (laughs) I'm not even kidding. We we got to we got to book you and have you on the on the entire hour. Uh, But but we're not. But you know. know, I don't. I don't want to ruin it for for Mufon either, because uh, you know you have I think a, a hell of a story uh, to tell. Um, we got to book you on the show as, as a reserve for for Lowry. Well, we hey, gotta, I, I, I would. Have, you know what I would have to say is if you're not a firm believer in extraterrestrials, um, you know the way to get in contact, and anybody can do this, and it's through consciousness, and that's a singularity with all life in the whole entire universe and beyond. Uh, it's, it's a centralized locality and everything. And maybe uh, one, uh, Chris could even validate on that, just on how he perceives certain notions about ghosts and everything. You Very have true. to think outside the box. You have to be an extrovert, not an introvert, in your way of thinking. Um, Very, you have true. to be open to the, uh, to the fact that there are possibilities out there. You can't say it's paranormal. It, it can be completely normal. Uh, because it's all on how you want to interpret this reality. Everything is self-manifesting. And let me explain that. If you what? yourself have a, have a desire to get something, you will create that and manifest it in a physical form. If it's through a job, a car, that's whatever you want, you can very, very that. deep topic, Phil. That's why we're, we're going to have to get you back on the show. We've got some questions for our MUFON guests, and I don't want to – Cut off his time completely, but yes, yes, we're, yes. Yeah, we're we're gonna do. But, we're but Nathan, Nathan, thank you so much for calling in, and yes. we're gonna definitely uh, be in contact with you, sir. Oh, do you have my information to get in contact with me? I, I got That's your number sure. here. I got your number. Well, I appreciate your guys' time, and, and Steve, I will be more than happy to fill out that report for you guys. I, I appreciate your guys' work, and one last thing I can say is take this to heart to everybody who's listening. A cause without purpose leads to results that will not make a difference. Very well said. Good night. Take care, sir. All right. Good night. All right. Oh, great call. We said be absolutely fascinating. He was. He was yep, absolutely he fascinating. Absolutely. He absolutely. Did. So between yeah. Skype and that call, we've had a very short time with our guests, and that's uh, that's <laughs> just sad. <laughs> well, we've got time now, and Lou's so going to if we don't ask the question. That Crystal, Lou, go ahead. I know you have a couple man. questions you want to ask. Well, you? I do. Well, Lou wanted to know, because um, he called in earlier, so he wanted to know from you, Steve, um, mm. what has been some of, uh, make sure I'm saying it right, he want, I've lost it. I've lost it. It was, it was about, <laughs> I literally just had it up. 
I had scrolled up in the Skype to find it. Boom, found it. Uh, he wants you to talk about the best sightings of which you are aware um, with which you were are involved. The best reports that I've ever been involved with. Okay. Well, the the biggest and largest one was the Stephenville incident in 2009, I believe it was. Or maybe it was 2008. Man, it's been so long ago, I'm getting old and forgetting these dates. Uh, but uh, there's there's one report that really just leaps out at me. That People are asking me, well, which is the best one you've ever been on? And I, I have to tell you about this one. I was I was uh, called one day, and this, this gentleman uh, told me, he says, uh, he says, you're with MUFON, right? And I said, yes. And uh, he says, well, I have been videoing um, UFOs for 10 years, and uh, I want to bring my research out to the public. And I said, what do you mean by videoing? He said, well, I have a, a video camera. He had a VHS camera. He said, I have it up on my tripod, and I have it mounted and pointed out my window, and it runs 24 hours a day. And he said, all I do is just change the, the videotapes out. I said, okay, all right, I'm going to see what you got. So I, I went over there on, on the following weekend and uh, went to his house. It was the south side of Fort Worth. It wasn't that far away. And I walked into his uh, his house, went into his, like he had a little office area there. And sure enough, there's his uh, video camera. And it's pointed out to the window. And uh, he said, here's my camera. And he had a, a large screen TV in there, too. It was amazing. And he said, I have it here. This is it. And, and I, I looked over to the left, and he had a large shelf. That was just loaded down with VHS tapes. And um, I, I immediately got, I had a little compass. I immediately got my compass out, and I put it up there to see which direction his camera's pointed. So I wrote that down. And then I put down the elevation. The elevation wasn't that high. He, he um, had, there was a house across the street from him, and he was shooting over the roof of that house. And each side of that house had a large tree, so he was like horseshoeing right in the middle of this area. And I said, well, what setting do you have this camera set on? He said, I have it set on infinity because if, if I don't, you can't see them. I said, oh, okay. So he said, here, here, I've got this one ready for you. And he put this VHS, VHS tape, tape in there, and I started watching it. And uh, I finally saw the object coming in there. And the first thing I thought of was, was uh, newsreels of the space shuttle landing. And I'm sitting there watching that and looking at it. And it came in and actually went down below the the roof line of his of the house across the street and i said okay and he said well wait a minute there comes another one watch and it was like every five minutes you'd have to speed it up but every five or ten minutes another one would come in and another one would come in he said these, these ufos are landing up north of fort worth there somewhere and I, I said well have you ever like driven out there i said as many times as you videoed these things you'd get some kind of time on it and uh, he said, no, I never did that. It, it wasn't really that regular. And I said, well, okay, whatever. So um, <laughs> I mean, that's the first thing I would do. If I see something, like if I've been videoing yeah. this for 10 years, I'm going to be out in North Fort Worth somewhere looking for these things. Exactly, yeah. But no, he didn't do that. So I went and I was leaving his house. And I noticed in his backyard, uh, he had a little barn back there. And it was loaded down with these remote-controlled airplanes, you know, the very large ones. And I'm going, mm-hmm, this guy's trying to fool me with some remote control planes. And that's what went through my mind. Bunch of drones, right? <laughs> yes, but <laughs> this was about 12 years ago, 12, 15 years ago. And uh, so I went back to the house, and, and I jumped on the Internet, and I was started taking uh, photo photo spots of the maps of the, of the area of Fort Worth, the north of us. And um, 
I printed out some large areas on this 11 by 17 printer that I have, and I've taped them all together. And I spotted his house on there, and I put the uh, the uh, compass coordinates and the, the bearing, and I drew a big long line out there right over Alliance Airport. Oops. Uh-oh. Yeah, that's what I said. Oops. <laughs> it went right across the north north entrance to the the northern um, area of the the landing strip there. Did so you I, go back to him and say, I got some good news and I got some good news. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I just rolled up the map and I made him a nice little letter and told him that he was videoing airplanes landing at the airport. <laughs> and, and I never heard from the guy. Oh. For, for about, uh, as I guess it was about five years ago, I got another call from the same guy. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and New he airport. Didn't know, he didn't know who I was. <laughs> And uh, he was started telling me, he said, yeah, I called MUFON so-and-so years ago, and, and I gave him my research, and uh, the, the field investigator ridiculed me and, and all of this, and, and he told me his name, and I remembered him right away. He said, I moved. I, li- I moved down to Crowley now, and I said, well, I said, I, I, I am actually the field investigator that investigated your case. And I said, if you're about to show me some more video of the Crowley Airport down there, I said, I'm really not interested. He says, okay, thank you for the time. <laughs> wow. And Man. so he, here this guy for 10 years has been videoing the airport up there, and he didn't even bother to go look. I mean, but okay. He, I mean, was he really, really that fooled? He really thought these were UFOs? I mean, do you think he was trying to – Was he, I mean, this had to be a put-on from the beginning, honestly. I mean, who mistakes airplanes for UFOs, seriously? Well, I don't know. I mean, the guy, he knew about airplanes because he had plenty of airplanes in his barn back there in the back. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. I mean, I think this is a big put on. He was just, I think he was pulling your leg to see if you'd fall for it. Well, I don't know. He did have a lot of videotapes over there, but pretty persistent. Oh. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> like, no kidding. Called again hey, look. too. Like, then you, then yes, you know? called again. Yes, and uh, <laughs> but I haven't heard from him since. I don't know. I guess he got the picture. But you know, it looked to me like a space shuttle coming down. I mean, you know, how well, you... maybe he's listening to the show and he'll call you again. No, right now he's on the website for free, and he's like punching in a bunch of stuff on that website. What do you think of organizations like that, like the uh, the free organization? That's a good organization. I've talked with um, th- uh, that gentleman several times, and uh, they're doing some good work. I, I I really got rid of my radio show before he was going to come back and uh, give out the uh, first results of uh, their research on my show. Mm-hmm. But uh, I I stopped doing the show before he came on. So I don't know what their results are, but... Um, I'm going to send you a couple of links later when we're off the air because they haven't been too uh, kind to MUFON and uh, to Alejandro Rojas. and Really? A few, yeah, they, there's been a little bit of, uh, well, bad mouthing, to say it politely. <laughs> and, Imagine uh, that. It, it, was, it was shocking to, to see some of the stuff. That In was, this field? Never. You, you know what I'm saying? Uh, it was a little shocking, to be honest with you. And uh, honestly, uh, you know, the idea that they had, I think, was a really good one. I don't know about the execution, though. The way they were going about it, I think, is a little bit iffy. Uh, and, you know, the, the big thing that they had, the big key was they, they were, of course, aligned with uh, Dr. Edgar Mitchell, but he's since yes. passed. Now, he's no longer a presence there. Uh, but just being aligned with his name means such a prestigious person to be aligned with. Uh, unfortunately, he's gone now. I don't know about the folks who are really, you know, behind the entire uh, free organization but i mean in, in general i think as a, as a as a an idea where they had initially with the website and then what they were trying to do i think it was a very good idea uh at, at least it was something different in ufology correct i mean 
Yes, it was very different and very yeah. in-depth the way I right. was understanding it. Yeah. I mean, what, they have a thousand questionnaire? I mean, wow. Yeah, I but my whole thing with the, trying to fill that out. You, can't, you, you know what I'm saying? Uh, the, the thing with the uh, the whole questionnaire thing to me was, and this is the one flaw I found of the thing was, uh, they're really going at you know at faith value because you know people are going to go there and say whatever they want to say, you know, and then they go of course through the second round or the third round, but at no point once you start getting some of the best, I guess you know results or cases, they're not really trying to reach out to individuals and try to do something like say to make them take a, a lie detector test to see if they're telling mm-hmm. the truth. You know, try to get some kind of a, maybe they have an implant. Let's see if we can get them you know to show us their implant. They're just going for like data results. Well, you know, this group of people are saying this, and this group of people are saying that. But you know, even when we brought that up, we had uh, one of the uh, the the spokespersons uh, for the free organization on the show here a while back. It didn't go too well. It kind of ended a little a little bit violent, I would say. On really? The show. Yeah, uh, because we kept asking questions, and he didn't he didn't have the right answers. And oh, you, they didn't like the questions sometimes. you gave them. Well. I asked uh, very simple questions like, uh, you, you, well, he, like put, he put it this way. He mentioned they, they, uh, they had a member who had uh, been cured of cancer. <laughs> really? The aliens, yes. I hear that on the Internet all the time. Just okay. uh, drink some cannabis oil and you're done. Right. But this person specifically said that it was uh, an alien being who cured this one member of the free organization. And then I simply asked, well, really? Can you tell us more? Didn't, it didn't go well from there because, you know, just... They're clammed up. No, no answer. There's no, no answer. No. Uh, that's where I draw the line because, look, I just lost my mother to cancer a few months ago, and mm-hmm. to me that's a very sensitive subject. So if somebody could, from one of these organizations is going to come out and make a claim like, oh, aliens cured a person from cancer, well, darn it, I want to know more about this person. How did this happen? Yes. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Don't make that claim if you can't back it up. That's, that's exactly correct. Saying. My brother came to me one day, and he, he was – Oh, I'm dying of cancer kind of thing. But I went mm. to my preacher, and he laid hands on me, and I'm cured. I said, really? Yeah, yes. I said, did yeah, you get yes. a second opinion? He said, no. <laughs> I said, then I want you to take your preacher and take him down to Harris Hospital down here and cure every person in there. And if he can't do it, then you you better get back to the doctor. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that didn't That guy's well. killing me because I'm a yeah. huge Benny Hinn fan. Yes. Hallelujah! Yes, I am healed. I could see the fluorescent light. I could see Chris watching the I'm not, you know, passing up on miracles or anything like that. But if you make a claim like that, especially if you're an organization like Free, who's trying to be taken seriously, when the right. simple question is asked, "Who is this person?" Can you give us more information? Yes, that shouldn't be a difficult question. That should be a question that you should jump at answering. Mm. That you should absolutely want to answer because that's. Amazing! That is literally amazing. You know, you've sat down to someone who can literally say, "Show you doctor's notes. I had cancer. Now I don't." And you exactly. Didn't do anything. That's. I mean, you. Why wouldn't you want to share that? You know. Because especially, it's false. Exactly. You know, especially if the the end goal here is for disclosure, right? Well, Absolutely. that person could be a big key to disclosure. If yeah. you know, an alien intervene yeah. and cure them from cancer, I'm sure there's some trace evidence in this person's blood that might be able to give us some kind of a hint of how this thing was cured. Maybe yes. we could, you know, cure cancer because of this one person. So, in other words, not only are they, uh, you know, telling us, "Hey, we have this person who was cured from cancer, but we're going to keep it from you." Uh, really, to me, that doesn't sit well. So there's no disclosure and there's no helping the public, which this would do both. Right. We're not going to see disclosure anytime soon. 
that's scary, isn't it, Steve? I mean, and I've been saying no, that for a long not time. Scary. We've been, you know, we've been so reality. ready for it. Reality. It is that is sad, get though. It is reality. That's what we keep hearing that we're going to get disclosure that Hillary's going to give it to us or this that. She and is not going. Hillary Clinton is not going to give us anything but higher Nothing. taxes. Exactly. Now, <laughs> yes. If you want to get disclosure, Preach. I can tell you how to get it. Preach. Go ahead. I say it all the time, but I don't get anywhere with it. <laughs> but uh, look at the NRA. Well, they have several million members, and man, people just bend over backwards to do what they what they want. You know what they say, and the same thing with NAACP. You know, they're several million members, and you know they got the voice of everything. If Mufon had several million members, that's a large voting block, mm-hmm. and I guarantee yep. you, we would have disclosure very shortly thereafter. Like but it. what are the yeah? But what are the odds of that happening? Slim and none. Exactly, that's the problem. <laughs> because you have too many people out there beating Mufon over the head. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, they're hiding cases. Oh, uh, uh, what is that? Bigelow is in the. Uh, <laughs> you know, I hear it all the time. I mean, why would Mufon do such a thing? Honestly, I mean, you guys are that's all exactly about why do they do disclosure. Why you do know, that? why would you do that? I mean, I'm sure if you guys had something that was concrete and meat and bones, this is the, this is this the smoking gun, man. If you guys had that, you would put that out everywhere. Oh yes, we'd have I mean, everywhere news conferences. You know what I mean? Exactly. I mean, every time I hear that, I'm like, really? I mean, I understand maybe the government. Yeah, they'll they'll hide everything from you, obviously. But Mufon, I mean, you guys are like at the forefront of a lot of this stuff. Yes, that's true. I mean, we're not hiding cases because, as I was state director of Texas, I always heard that. Oh, Mufon's hiding cases. I guess that's gonna make you furious, though. You hear, yeah, that's gonna make you furious, man. It really does. But when I became the DOI, I started looking into that, and that's not taking place. <laughs> I see where all the cases go. What about a one thing I and and something that did kind of happened to me steve is is anybody ever complain about after they've reported their encounter to to move on about their phone getting tapped or anything uh, any, any issues issues Mufon, issues sure takes place yeah see that's what that's something that when i go back and look at my encounter it wasn't until really my phone worked good and i reported it to move on i think it's kind of when the i started having phone issues so i didn't know if maybe that happened to maybe somewhere or someone else maybe you knew hmm wondering now i don't think i don't think man might have like you said probably didn't have anything to do with mufon i mean they probably you know were tracking mufon then you went and talked to mufon they were like well the stock you know what i wonder this if guy that, that rumors are probably coming from that mufon is hiding something because you do have someone is doing that tracking mm. fun cases and the more interesting yeah no and i'm pretty sure the government and, and absolutely people, i've heard this people on the a government couple are show, different yeah. shows that i've gone on is, is, is people when really? i've been on done my they've asked me that and they've said that they've heard that this but that's why i asked Steve to be the guy and yeah but here's the thing chris i don't i don't i don't i don't think it's far-fetched to believe that you know sure people within the government or the secret government or whoever the shadow government is or the people running the show or <laughs> whatever so whatever I, I don't you know i don't put it past them to be tracking everything that mufon does and then when you know you come along with your story with your kid and you know he was a witness you know they're gonna say well let's take a look at this guy also and it's not even mufon is doing it they're just you know all over the place look big brothers everywhere you can't yeah. escape it sure i'm sure so, that's happening 
yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't pass it. I wouldn't put it past them. Uh, from what we, you know, from what we could tell, uh, everything is tapped from Facebook to Google, yes, your searches. Everything, I mean, yes. you, you do a, a simple search on Google, you think that's safe. No, that's transcripted, man. Somebody's looking at that later on, at 2 in the morning, seeing exactly all your perverted searches on Google. Yeah, it, incognito isn't really incognito, I guess. No, it's not. No, it's it, it's, it's actually FBI Edo. That's what that is. It goes directly <laughs> to the FBI. Uh, it's it's crazy, but people think actually that they are you know they're living in a free society and a free government. We really are not. We really aren't, and that's why I also believe why disclosure will never happen is because you know what? It's not a free society. It really isn't. We're here on borrowed time, and they don't have to tell us. You know that's how they do their thing, man. And this is you know this thing of disclosure, and I hate to say it because I'm a big you know proponent of uh, of Steve Bassett and what he does, and I'm a big fan of you know the the. The entire thing that the, the PRG, you know, does, and I think that he does great work. But unfortunately, I think his work is going to go on for a, a long, long time, and he's just not going to ever see what he wants, which is disclosure. And Hillary Clinton is definitely not giving us disclosure. Uh, she might be doing prison time, guys. So we never know. You know, Steve, this is, quick no disclosure question, there. You have told us a, a quite amusing story about the guy <laughs> with filming airplanes. Um, have you had any recent stories that uh, you know? Re re solidified your belief that we are in fact being visited. Hmm. No, not really. <laughs> there was, um... <laughs> that's an honest answer, folks. Yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah that's the best. That's the truth. I can honestly say that activity is down. Right, it's been for a couple of years, for a long time. I mean, when was the last big real? You know, solid UFO, either abduction case or crash. That we could all say, "Man, there's something there." I mean, the last one I could really think of is maybe the Randlesham Forest case or Travis Walton. And but that we're going back now, you know, decades here. Well, I've been hearing all kinds of things about the Stephenville incident, and uh, I was told about a crash there at Stephenville area, Dublin area, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. one gentleman had some uh, material. And I said, okay, I want to see it. And I said, well, I don't know. I said, really, I would like to see it. I don't don't want to take it or anything like that. I just want to look at it. And I said, well, if if you do, we're going to come down here, and you've got to leave your phone at home and leave all of this there. Don't bring your gun. And And I said, you know what? Forget it. I said, if I want to go something like that, forget it. I'm not going to go out there and I'm going to put a bag on my head and bury me somewhere. Forget that. Yeah, <laughs> that's probably what's going to happen. Yeah. So, the, and then another guy came up with me and says, uh, "Oh yeah, I've got one of the ray guns. They found a ray gun down here." I said, "Really? Yeah, bring it over here." Uh, well, he he won't let it out of his sight. That's okay. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but Steve, no, that's, that's all right, sell man. That's it. Show it to me or do not waste my time. That's I right. It. I mean, it's nuts and bolts. You know, forget about this. Maybe stuff. Hey, I talked to aliens. Okay, good. I want to talk to them too. Bring them over. Mm-hmm. And I don't hear from these people anymore. You know, it's funny you say that, Steve. That's been something that I've uh, been begging for since I've been doing this uh, this radio show, and I've been doing this show for a long time now. Uh, it's way too long, actually. Man, I've been doing this. Man, I've been doing this for a long time. Anyway, I feel old now. Uh, no, but it's, this, you know, I've said this jokingly before, where I, I would welcome 
an abduction experience at this point. I'd welcome to, you know, meet ETs. Uh, you, you know, I've said it several times. I'm sure you guys have laughed when I said it, and I'm sure now it's going to be like, oh, you said it again. You know, they don't even have to, like, uh, you know, knock me out or, or drug me or do any of that nonsense. Just knock on my window, man. I'll go outside. You know, you don't have to zap me like Travis Walton. Throw me a, a rope ladder. I'll climb yes. up for you, man. I'm here for you. I want to take that ride. You know what I'm saying? Like Art Bell said, want to take a ride? I want to take that ride. But you know what? So far, nothing. I've been wanting to put nothing. a big sign on my roof that says, I am B negative. Come and get me. You know what I mean? I think I am actually B negative. <laughs> well, I'm very All negative right. anyway. But but I am dying to to have some kind of, a, of an experience. And when I mean people like Chris uh, J. Brown here who has had a, you know an, an actual experience, I am very envious because that has never happened to me. You know what and, I say? I say maybe you did and you got – it scared the shit out of you so bad that they erased it out of your memory so you'll never, ever know. Well, I think I was abducted at one time. Oh, do you really? That. Yeah, I'll admit that. Yes. Oh, well, we got to hear about this. Yes, please. How much time do we have? Oh, we got all the time. We got all the time in the world, man. Are you kidding me? Oh, okay. Well, you guys get ready to get your Kool Aid. All right. I, I, I got Kool Aid. I, I got I got Fanta. I got Fanta. Let's do it. I, I want some of you guys with the experience to help me through this because every time I, I you know, we just had a uh, Mufon um, Mufon meeting in 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 uh, Irvine, California. It was a uh-huh. meeting production thing. And uh, I had to tell him this experience here, and I, it made me a nervous wreck. So every time I, I'm starting to get nervous right now. But anyway, I was uh, 17 years old, I believe. That was back in 1967 for you guys. And um, Hi, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> I was not even a thought back then, let me tell you. I always say I'm older than dirt and twice as ugly. So that's, you know, face for radio. There you go. M- makes two of us, my friend. Don't, don't feel bad. <laughs> so, <laughs> I went out to some a friend's house out here in Justin, Texas, and it was it was one of these uh, when it's at, at nighttime. You know, you got one of these hands in your face thing. You can't see crap. You know what I mean? And it's just the only house in the entire area. I mean, it's just there. It's just a street and a house. So um, uh, some good friends of mine. They used to live on the same block. They moved out there, so I I would go out there on the weekends. But uh, this this one one night. Um, I hear everybody in the chat room there. And, but this one night, uh, we were up playing cards and drinking a little bit. And uh, then the, this, we got tired and went to bed. It was like, I don't know, midnight. And I had this room all by myself. This is this was an old house, man. It was one of these shotgun house-looking things. It had uh, a living room, dining room combination with a wood-burning stove in the middle of it. That's how old this house was. And bedrooms on each side. And it was also a two-story, possibly three-story, but I never went up that, that far up the, into those areas. And uh, the restroom was in the back of the house and had a screened-in porch. And in the wintertime, it's cold going out there. I mean, it was, it was cold. But uh, this was in the summertime in between school. And we, we had finished our card game and tired and went to bed, went to sleep. And I don't know what time it was. But uh, just in the middle of all of this thing, I just immediately just woke up because I, I you know, so, what, what was that? I heard something. What was it? And then I got to there thinking about it. I said, well, it, uh, what I always try to reenact it or think about it, 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 it sounded like a, um, a stack of pots and pans, like fell off, a, off the counter or off the table and just went into the floor. That's what this noise sounded like. And I said, man, somebody's up in the kitchen messing around. I guess they're getting midnight snacks or something. And. 
And uh, I didn't hear anything after that. And that's kind of unusual because there's some light sleepers in there. And, and nobody got up. Nobody did anything. So I'm there trying to go back to sleep. And I started hearing the, the floor popping. as a, a wood wood floor pyramid beam house and old. And, and, you know, it pops and moans and groans when you're walking around. But it's, it sounded like someone was sneaking down the wall there on the outside of the wall. And, uh, Ooh, creepy. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. It's kind of small little steps. And it went all the way to my door. And uh, these doors were old doors, old hardware, and had these old, what I call those diamond crystal knobs. I don't know if you guys remember that. Yep, I remember oh, those. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, you know, you, oh, yeah. you grab a hold of these things, and these, these things squeak and moan and groan when you're trying to open them. And it was like someone was sneaking in the room. I said, man. These guys are trying to come in here and scare the crap out of me. That's what they're trying to do. So I'm laying there and laying there and laying there. All of a sudden, the the door just kind of opened up, and it was like opening the door to a freezer. Huh. And this is summertime. Mm -mm. Well, I knew what that was all about because I'd been reading about ghosts. There's a, there's a ghost coming in the room with me, and here I am, 17 years old, and, and I did not want to see what was coming in that room. I shut my eyes. Good did not want to have any part of this. Yeah, that's and, a typical reaction we all would have. Don't feel bad. Oh, yeah. So I, and, and I'm laying there, and, and I don't hear anything. And that's kind of, that stuff's kind of spooky with me. When something is coming at me and thinks it has me, I'm, that terrifies the crap out of me. Mm-hmm. So here mm-hmm. I am, and I started hearing this thumping noise, you know, and it was in my head and I'm sitting there holding my chest, but it wasn't in my head. It was in my heart. My heart was beating out of my chest. I was terrified. Also a typical common thing that would happen. Yes. Yes. So don't feel bad. All these feelings. Whimpering like a little girl, but yeah. Well, I wasn't whimpering or anything. I would be. No, but your heart is just another day in my life. That's at that age. I'm saying now I'm ready for, but at that age I'd be, you know, whimpering. (laughs) The next thing I remember, I woke up the next morning. Oh wow! Okay, okay. Oh, that's I jump out of that bed. I run into the kitchen. Everybody's in there and eating breakfast. I said, I'm starting looking around. I said, Did you guys hear anything last night? No. What do you mean? Well, I'm looking around. Does anybody have any dishes or something or pots and pans in the floor? No. Are you sure? No? What's the matter? Oh, well, forget it. And it's about uh, two years later. I'm, I'm in the Navy by now. And uh, we're on the uh, folks of the ship. Uh, no, not the folks of the fantail. On the fantail. And uh, the folks of the front. We were on the back. And we were underway. And we're back there smoking and telling stories. And people are telling ghost stories and stuff. And I started telling my story. And I got to that point where I said, well, I woke up the next morning. And I said, I stopped for a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I've got adrenaline blasting and flowing out my eardrums, and I went to sleep. Right. That's interesting. That makes no sense. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm sitting there going, no, no, no. How does that work? Yeah. Strange yeah. How does that happen for you? So, uh, I don't know, for a couple of years after that, I always had these dreams of being out in the in a dark area, out in, like, in an open field, and I see these box kites flying around in the air that are kind of outlined with uh, like Christmas lights, you know, different colored lights. And I had those dreams for years after that, but I don't have them anymore. I always have dreams, too, that I'm kind of out in the field, not like out in the field, but like outside, and I'm like looking up, and yeah. I'm like just kind of seeing that, too. Now, I haven't had that a lot. I've had probably about five or six of those. So, 
Yeah, there could be something there, Steve. See, that yeah. just goes to show that it really, you know, as you just hit on there, you know, uh, always saying, Angel, oh, I want to have one. I'm an encounter. I want it to take me. And that's kind of what I've always figured, even though I wasn't ex- a UFO guy, but I figured, well, if everyone was ever going to hit, yeah, I'll give it to me, you know? But, but I would man, like when it was right there, it was it was an intimidating thing. It was just... <laughs> Oh, I'm pretty, no, I'm pretty sure if I ever actually come face to face with one, I'm probably gonna end up, you know, crapping my pants. I mean, let's be honest. But realistically speaking, I, I still, I mean, look, I'm 38 years old now. It would be a, a hell of an experience to be able to tell my kids or grandkids about, uh, to be able to say that I saw, you know, an entity from another world or a craft or I was aboard one. Uh, of course, I want to survive the, uh, the thing, guys, so just be gentle. You're going to take me. <laughs> very gentle, especially with the probing. I hear there's a lot of stuff that goes on with the probing. Be yeah, ask Whitney Strieber about that. Oh, I'm sure he hates talking about it. I'm oh. sure he does. Yeah. I mean, in your research, has that been kind of a normal thing, people you know, talking about the probing, especially of... Uh, well, aliens? here's the thing, and you have to take it with a grain of salt. Like Any, everything else in your follow-up. Anyone that has read one abduction book... Has read them all. Is an authority and can make up anything they want. Yeah, pretty much. Yes. Yeah. So you just take down the information and uh, see if it uh, connects the dots anywhere. Very true. Very true. Here, I have a question for you. Um, Do you remember the Martin Stubbs uh, smoking gun videos from the 90s? No. The tether video that uh, shows all the UFOs in the background in space? No. Really? (laughs) No, I haven't seen it. He's great. No. Wow. <laughs> well, there's no sense beating around the bush. I'm shocked you haven't seen that in the video. Um, okay, Martin Stubbs was a cable repairman up in Canada, and uh, they had one satellite dish. Uh, they were moving out, I think, stuff to digital in the late 90s. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, they let him keep the uh, the dish to work on private stuff, and he started collecting NASA footage for years, and he started recording Different, you know, different uh, things in, you know, in, in NASA's footage. There was a little bit in the paranormal spectrum with little uh, uh, constant uh, lights flickering, which shouldn't be flickering in certain spots. But then he started seeing ships or things that looked like ships uh, swimming around all over the place. What was, was uh, how was he videoing? Well, literally, it was directly you know, from NASA. NASA, you know, sends their feed directly from their missions. Uh, in fact, you, you could watch a lot of NASA's footage now. Because of Martin Stubbs and what he actually put out in his smoking gun videos, uh, NASA stopped putting their footage live. They used okay. to just broadcast it live. Uh, the video would cause a big stir in, in ufology. People try to debunk the footage, uh, saying that what he is looking at or like space debris or something like that. But there was one incident, I'm shocked you haven't heard of the tether incident, uh, where they were trying to, uh, I guess, do experiments with zero-point energy. Uh, okay, I know about the tether thing that you're talking okay. about there. There you go, the tether incident. It's part of the footage that he put out there. Um, okay, I have seen of all of that, yes. Okay. I have seen that. Okay, what are your thoughts of the tether incident itself? Just like they're talking about. Well, which part? The uh, debunkers or the uh, people who are... Yeah, I hate that word, debunk. I, I, I like explained a lot better. Okay, well... And I, I buy their explanation. Really? You, yes. You think there's no UFOs there no, at all? No, no. None? No. I look at it Some this way. If it looks really like a duck, big. it's a duck. Some big ones, though, in there. Let me tell you, it was ah, pretty impressive. That's all under perspection. Our uh, interpretation of what you're looking at, and uh, and it's you can't tell by looking at something in the air or in space actually how far away it is. That's true. That's very true. So it's just um, 
And if it looks like a duck, it's a duck. So, it, it, look, if, if that is not believable, then will there ever be any evidence uh, that is believable? Because that's pretty damn good. Um, I I didn't think it was very good myself. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was I was so captivated by that footage. I didn't either. So. Oh, you be quiet. That was such great footage, man. What can I say? I, I was. I'm looking at a case right now. I'm serious. It's with. Uh, it was taken on. Uh, I'm not going to use any names, but it was. It was taken on security cameras, and the security camera is a uh, a swan system. And a swan I, system. Okay. Yeah, S W A N N. That's okay. the, the brand name of the cameras. Oh, okay. All right. And uh, this this uh, the the uh, person that viewed these on their their system, uh, I guess they took a camera or their phone or whatever and videoed the screen that they were monitoring on. And this is the video that they sent that I looked at. And there were uh, there were about eight different videos. And I sat there and looked at the, the field investigators and everybody said, oh, man, look at this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I looked at them and, and I noticed that the, the first, the last four different sections of the, of the, her videos that she gave us were actually the same video. It was four of them. It was the same video. I was using my ruler and measuring them and timing them. But <laughs> what it was, it was like, they call, you know, everybody always calls them orbs. Right, and right. A, orb is really only a, ball of light or a and and a ball of light is just a, just the only way to describe what you're looking at i mean you can take a dust particle and get it close to the lens and it's going to look like a ball of light because it's out of focus yeah. yes and, and that, we actually we mentioned that earlier when we're talking about uh, ghostly activity how bugs become like little orbs in yes, videos they do very yeah. well yes they do mm-hmm. and that's what this was and they uh, the of course, I got a little resistance on that until I told them that I have the same security system around my house. <laughs> so you've seen I, this before. I, I see this all the time. <laughs> Bugs, they, they love to, to get around. The, when this camera, when the sun goes down and lights go out, this camera um, goes into night mode. And when it goes into night mode, there's a, a series of about, I don't know, 20 different pinpoints of red light that's on the front of this camera. And bugs just love it as they're drawn to this, <laughs> these red lights. And, and when the bugs get there running around the lens, when then you've got something that's out of focus because your camera is looking 30 feet over there and you only got this right. it's two inches off your lens and it's jumping around and, oh, these spaceships are in my backyard <laughs> and they're chasing each other and just, you know, on and on and on and on and on. <laughs> and I see that all the time. Imagine the poor sucker who gets one of these things installed, and he has no idea about the, you know, what the, any of this means. He has no idea about ufology or anything. He just sees that for the first time. Yes. Can you imagine the freak out this person would have? Yes. <laughs> these the spiders love to get around these things too. And of course, yes. they, they generate webs, and the webs get out there, and and next thing you know, you have an angel flying around between your cars. <laughs> and, and that's yeah. Not, yeah. <laughs> but you know, I can understand people misidentifying these things is because they don't really know what they're looking at. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. You're not kidding. Look, I knew a, a guy out here in Florida uh, who had a, a show for a long time and uh, he used to videotape uh, UFOs and um, him and his buddy actually were doing the uh, videotaping and 
it turned out after a while I got uh you know, I got to talking to them and I found out that the buddy who was the one giving them the coordinates uh to where video to where to videotape the UFOs mm-hmm. uh lived near an airport. So he was telling <laughs> exactly when the, the planes were going out. And this poor dupe was videotaping airplanes. Uh but he was doing a good job of it because you, you if you get, if you catch an airplane from a certain angle it's gonna look like like an orb just floating yes. in the sky. And uh he was doing that and putting a lot of that on YouTube and, and stuff for a while and you know, there's a lot of folks that really might just be suckers, man. They just might not really understand what they're seeing. Exactly. We ran into that in Stephenville. The uh, mm-hmm. the, the one common denominator about Stephenville and Dublin is they are surrounded by military operating practice zones, training areas. And that's what everybody is looking at down there. There's uh, these jets flying around, at, you know, playing war games and dropping flares. And there's only like about 6,000 different type of flares. Uh, but that doesn't explain the flying Walmart that flies in now and then. Right. <laughs> right. Actually, it's half a mile wide and half mile or half mile by one mile. This thing is a large ship. Mm-hmm. It, it flies around there once in a while, and I put a lot of credibility to that because at one time four different police officers saw this thing at one time, and they were located in all around Stephenville. They weren't together, but they all saw this ship. Amazing, huh? Yeah, it's, an, it's incredible. What I always wondered is why in the world would uh, an extraterrestrial race fly their large ship in an area loaded down with a bunch <laughs> of flying jets with armament that are piloted by monkeys in comparison? <laughs> why would I want to? It let sounds so plausible when you say it like that. They don't care. When you uh, the other, you know, we're monkeys. And why would I want to take a chance on this monkey wrecking my ship that I can't get back home? Now, why would I want to fly in that area? So what I say is it's not extraterrestrial. It's our stuff, and we're well, testing it. If you got to be a monkey, be a gorilla. But check this out, Steve. Let me ask you a question. Either that or our little ship can't hurt that big ship. That's why he's not concerned. Whoever's flying is not concerned. We probably That's just very possible off. if uh, – I would say that's very true, except we have a lot of crashed saucers running around here somewhere. Well, let me segue a little bit here because uh, this actually leads me for a perfect segue. Uh, Steve, uh, in your research, have you come across uh, any convincing evidence of the hollow Earth and these UFOs maybe coming from within the Earth itself? No. Damn it. I think it's completely... I was hoping you... Well, I'm not going to say that it's ridiculous. (laughs) Uh, I'm I'm open-minded enough to think that... I mean, what do you think of Admiral Byrd in the, in the flyover Antarctica? Yes, we have plenty of satellites, and somebody, I mean, it's not like somebody hasn't been to the North Pole or the South Pole, and if there's an opening up there large enough and ships flying in and out, you know, people are going to see it, and they're going to find it. I mean, you know, so, no, I don't think so. That, it may be, but no. Mm, here's my counter that, to that. Uh, you know, uh Dr. Uh, Neil deGrasse uh, Tyson? Uh, no, I don't. Really? No, I don't. 
Oh wow! I uh, had the show <laughs> Cosmos. I, no, because everybody knows this guy. He's he's like famous, like really, really famous. Uh, well, he I came out. If I read up on the Hollow Earth, I'd probably know him. But uh, no, no, he's not even a Hollow Earther. It's, okay. He has nothing to do with Hollow. In fact, he has nothing to do with Hollow Earth. But the reason I bring him up is because he recently came out and said uh, in an interview he was talking about the uh, planet Earth, and he mentioned how the Earth is uh, more of a pear shaped, and it's not really a sphere. It's actually a pear shaped. And then I've been hearing from other. Uh, people in science for the last decade or so uh that the earth is not so much a, 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 a round earth but it's more um kind of squished and there's actually like loops or kind of holes that's in the true top. and i'm glad you brought that up yeah now now here's the thing we've been we've been seeing for the last 30 40 years 50 years a round sphere earth so if the earth Just is not really surrounded round with well, well, here that's correct. But the way that the Dr. Tyson made it look was that even the water, or even with all the water, it's still more like a pear shaped. But now the squish Earth with the two lops in the top and the bottom, that could maybe have an opening somewhere, in, you know, to a, a pocket within life. I mean, that's possible. Isn't sure, it? it's possible. That's My brother said something amazing to me the other day, and <laughs> we were having one of these fun <laughs> discussions, and what he said to me was, I wish I could remember all of it, but he said that we are actually in the hollow earth, and we don't know it. That's also possible, yeah. Yeah. I was I've like, heard we were in the Matrix, too. Yeah. That's well, very we possible be. also, yeah. Now, what do you, what's your take on the flat earth? <laughs> Society. <laughs> huh? that, I, I just saw something on the internet just the other day. And they're they're all over the place, Steve. Let me tell you, this, <laughs> yes. this thing has taken uh, off like 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 it's gone viral, like Justin Bieber. It's all we're like a junk driver on a highway. Correct. It, it like said, said that the Flat Earth Organization is global. <laughs> Isn't that an oxymoron? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the irony! So enough said uh, on that. <laughs> oh, the irony! Oh, I don't even realize. I don't think they have any idea. No. <laughs> no. All right. Yeah, well, yeah. I actually was going to ask something. I was going to see, you know, you guys had something going in MUFON with the Orange Orb project, but that, yes, that Erica kind of, Luke's was heading that up. Now, and, well, uh, there, there's no more Erica Luke's I know about it's in that department, I guess. So, or is she going to maybe could be coming back, or is that on a halt, or how's that looking? Well, you'll have to ask her about that. All right. Uh, I know that the, the Orange Orb project is still underway i don't know what uh, okay. what kind of uh, progress they're making because they uh, they don't they don't share with me sure i didn't know if you were in because, a... uh, i'm totally thinking that orange orbs are flares flares yeah okay well sure. i interviewed one of the investigators and he's on my radio show and he told me that the uh, i almost had a heart attack he said <laughs> yeah they're from outer space i said oh. <laughs> how, how can a MUFON field investigator say that something is from outer space? I mean, yeah. you show me. If it's from outer space, they show me. I can tell you it was no flare. What we've seen, it was a sphere. Uh -huh. What was from outer space? I don't know. Was it from here? I, probably, maybe. But uh, I just know it was there. Okay. And, um, what do you do? Well, we had the my son and I had had the encounter with the orb six feet from us. With the I could get into the whole big, you know, A to Z yeah. on, again, but we don't have a lot to. Well, no, yeah. not the whole not the whole A to Z, but skip some. Uh, well, some I have the big. Well, I was on Steve's show, but it's been a while ago. It has yes, a lot it's been a while. It has yeah. been a while. But, but you know the uh, story then. Yeah, it's kind of. 
but okay. it's only been it's been a long time. And anyway, uh, so continue, continue. The, uh, my son and I had water in the yard, and I had had my first encounter, right, right. second encounter. I've been waiting for second, out there, right. mm-hmm. and uh, bam! Next to us came a six feet from my son and I was a I would say, I would call it a bubble. It was okay. a, a magnetic magnetic type of bubble. It was. Um, Did you feel like an attraction to it, like a magnetic attraction? Maybe. Anyway, static electricity. Static, yeah, static type of ball. Yeah, there you go. That's what I'm trying to say. Anyway, and it was about um, five feet and five, five feet in diameter, and it was just like if you took like a soap bubble and blew it, and it was spinning backwards while it was going forward, and inside of it had all this. Golden dust that was all. Floating I remember around. that. I remember you telling me that. Now mm-hmm. it was floating around this this clear sphere. I would say the sphere, diamond looking sphere. I'd say it was about the size of of a be- of a beach ball. And inside of the sphere, we could see the red glow. We could see a, uh, it was a cherry red glow, and it was obviously it was some type of liquid. And it was when we'd seen it spinning away, and we seen it spin away from us is when we could see it in a teardrop shape so well, yeah wait call that a flare no but i see that i don't I, I can only get to float when i see the red liquid is this kind of to what kind of maybe bob lazar was talking about in the technology element 115 the element 115 the spinning red mercury who knows you know i don't know mm-hmm. i can only just say what i saw and but uh yeah and, uh, a lot of weird things out there a lot of weird things so yeah, anyway, but, uh, yeah. most of them are explainable. That one, not so much. <laughs> no, not that one. No, that you was know, a, that was that's way, a tough and, one there. And uh, a lot's happened to me too. You know, being on the MUFON Monthly Journal, I was featured in, and all that. Yeah, yeah. But he uh, finally made it on feature theater with Bill and Nancy Burns. Oh, no. Not only the, not only as a guest, but as a co-host. Thank you very much. Cool. Thank you, Angel. That is. I made, you are, yeah, I made that happen for you, didn't I? I, you, I sure did. You're right. Could you understand? <laughs> yeah. I know. No, but Thank anyway. You, all right, Steve. Much. I got to get to one more thing, my friend. Sure. Go ahead. Hangar One. We know it's canceled. We know there is no more Hangar One. Uh, is MUFON, do you know, working on anything else anytime soon? And if they got anything else in the in the works, a new type of UFO show? Yes. Hmm. Oh, do tell. Huh? Do we know anything about it? Anything? Yeah. I just know that something's in the works. Aha. Uh-huh. Well, that's something. All right. That's it. Better than nothing. Well, I was really disappointed when I found <laughs> out that uh, that didn't work out because I had been working with Roger uh, to to be on the hangar, try to get on hangar one and get my. And that's why it was canceled. <laughs> yep, that was why it was canceled. They said, no way, man. Which, I, Can't I, have that guy. Nope, not, not that Chris Brown. No, but I'm he beats but, Rihanna. Uh, oh, that's different. You know that's a different one right now, Steve. So if there's oh, any, the secret is out. No, I'm just kidding. Anyway, you can help me out, my friend. That's all I'm saying. It's a, it's a big year in the UFOs, and I'm I'm here to. I want to tell people the world, UFO world, what I've seen. I'm I'm striving. Well, I, I, can, I can't admit that I have nothing to do with the communications department. Okay, well, thank you. That's Roger but, Marsh and his group. Right. Chris, you're already telling the world you're on Skywatcher's radio. I am. Yeah. I'm on yeah. Skywatching right now. I do. I tell the world over and over and over again, and I'll continue to tell over and over the world again like a broken record. There's two type of people that have UFO encounters or sightings. Mm-hmm. That's uh, smokers and people with dogs. True. Mm. Interesting. I got dogs. 
Yes. I got my dog bean. Well, you're out walking your dog, and then most people are out smoking outside their house. So the yeah. key to that is that people in their yard are people outside. Kind of mm-hmm. obvious, isn't it? <laughs> mm-hmm. well, I yeah. was I was watering my yard, so I wasn't smoking. I was out doing my yard work, watering my yard when I had mine cutter, but it was the same scenario. This is, te- this is why the tech nerds like myself don't see the UFOs. We're inside doing techie stuff. I don't see UFOs. Don't either. You're a techie guy like myself, mm-hmm. huh? Sad. Very, very yeah. sad. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steve, what do you, have you done any research on the Slenderman phenomenon? Do you have any... Uh, Slenderman? The Slenderman. The Slenderman. Man, yeah, man. No. Sorry. I'm, I'm Cuban. It just happens. You, you're coming at me with all this stuff I've never heard of before. <laughs> well, we have to chat off air, my friend. The Slenderman. The Slenderman. Really? you never heard of the Slenderman? For- no. Oh, man. No. I've hmm. heard of Mothman. Is that close? No, no, not even, not even close. Now, no. we're <laughs> well, definitely gonna have to talk off air, you and I. Well, that's fine. Uh, when I talk to people about, uh, you know, we need to split the uh, paranormal from the UFOs and stuff. They said, no, Bigfoot has been seen coming from a UFO. And I said, oh, is that a fact? Yes, yes. Well, I said maybe the aliens abducted Bigfoot, and Bigfoot got up there and started tearing their ship up, and they just started, hey, we got to land, let this guy out. Yeah, well, that's possible. Yeah. That's possible. No, I still say it all started in 1976 with Stephanie Powers and Andre the Giant and Steve Austin when he came down there in the Million Dollar Man and Bigfoot came out of the UFO. And I and some moonshine was being drank that day. Is that where that came from? I believe that from that day it has spun off into the wise tale of people seeing Bigfoot coming out of UFOs. So until the Bigfoot coming out of UFO thing, I see it to believe it. I don't know. I'm going to say no. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not not a big proponent or believer on Bigfoot. And believe me, I've been associated with folks that are really into the subject. I I still am William Michael Mott, a good friend of mine. Uh, He's deep into the whole Bigfoot thing. Uh, Dennis Crenshaw, you know, you know, a huge friend of uh, of the show here and a friend of mine, mm-hmm. also a big believer in. Uh, he, he's part of the Hollow Earth theory, by the way. Mm-hmm. So, Bigfoot, the Hollow Earth. The That's where you draw the line, Angel Bigfoot. Yeah, no, big, uh, big hairy guys is where I draw the line, definitely. That's yeah. hilarious. Yeah, that's where I draw the line. <laughs> I love where everybody draws the line on there. Yeah, I have, <laughs> that's my line. In. That's awesome. That's where I stop, yeah. I, you know, I can believe in Hollow Earth, but when you tell me about big hairy monkey man, that's it's uh, lines drawn. Really? Right there. Interesting. Yeah, because here's the thing. So many people claim to have seen a Bigfoot. So many people claim to have sightings, right? But yet, not one body. I mean, nobody's had the guts to shoot one and bring it out for the world. And every time somebody says, I have a body or I have evidence, it's been, you know, BS. It's been debunked immediately. But you usually uh, apply those arguments to the UFO field. So what's the difference? Yes, you can. There's not any but difference. There isn't any difference. Except for a few minor things. Uh, I do believe Travis was abducted. I you know, look at the entire totality of what happened to him. Right. Yes. I, so unless that, there's something there. By Bigfoot, you're not believing. Yeah, exactly. Basically. <laughs> abduction is key for angels' belief. Yes. For for me to believe you, I, I need to have you tell me that you were abducted by Bigfoot. They took you to their homes in the trees. You ran around with a little uh, little foots because they they're not big <laughs> yet. And then you know they they showed you the way they eat. They showed you their schools, their teachings. You learned the ways of the Bigfoot, and then they brought you back mm-hmm. safe and sound. When that happens, I would believe in the Bigfoot. Eh, maybe not, but also I'll try to believe in the Bigfoot. But look, I believe Travis. I th- I do think something happened at Roswell. Uh, I think Randallson, the Rendlesham Forest.
terrorist uh, incident. I think something happened there. Um, there's a lot of a lot of stuff that's happening in ufology, where at least you have trace evidence and people who were witnesses and people who were there. They could you know collaborate some of the stuff that people talked about. The government really did put out a press report saying that a disc crashed at Roswell. They really did retract that news report. So why was that a cover up? Why have they come up with different stories over the decades, over and over and over and over again, as as to what happened at Roswell? Why not stick to the original story that a disc crashed at Roswell? Well, or stick to the follow up story. You know, why change it over and over again? It's like the Bible. They keep changing the Bible. If God has a plan, you know, stop changing his words. You know what I'm saying? Stop changing the narrative. The government has been doing that for decades to fool people. And I think there's a reason for that because maybe we have been visited. And I don't think uh, we've been visited by, you know, people from galaxies and galaxies away. I think a lot of them, you know, might be beings that have been here all along, maybe before we were even on the surface of this planet. That's why I'm not, you know, completely close to the to pockets of life in the Earth. I'm not a really believer in the hollow Earth personally, uh, but I do think there there is possibility that there's civilizations that have, uh, you know, been on this Earth for so long, they've gone underground, and uh, I do think that maybe they're even on Mars and other planets within our solar system. I think all that's a possibility. I think we are just dumb to the reality of it, like an ant farm on the backyard. You know, they're dumb to our reality. They don't know any better, you know, and that's kind of like what we are. I mean, Michio Kaku laid it out perfectly with his types of civilizations. We're a type zero for mm-hmm. a reason, right? Yes. I mean, once we get to that first level, then we'll kind of know a little bit more. Do you think we'll ever get to type one before we blow ourselves to smithereens? No. No, right? No. <laughs> Not happening, right? I love, I love your answers. Yes, just no. No. no I, I don't <laughs> think so. I mean, we're too stupid. <laughs> we are monkey men, right? That's right. Someone told me, asked me one time, Steve, why don't the aliens come down here and help us? And I, I said, help us do Would what? you? Would you help us? Well, you know, bring down a flying saucer so we can go running around the universe. I said, well, that's really close to you going to the zoo and throwing the keys <laughs> to your new SUV over into the monkey cage. They looked at me kind of funny. What do you mean? I said, we're apes to them. That's what I mean. Yeah, exactly. If they parked exactly. a UFO down here, you, you wouldn't even know how to open it, much less drive it. Yep. It's true. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, what do we do when we go to an anthill? Do we do, they're Step all on out. it. Exactly. Yeah, stop I it. jump out with my magnifying glass and roast a couple of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I bet in their own uh, in their own way they're having abduction scenarios. There's ants in therapy right now. They're talking about these strange giant creatures that yes, burn them giant in the middle of the night. Beams. <laughs> <laughs> I see what uh, yeah. ants are very highly you know, intelligent creatures. I mean, we, we you know we joke, but have you seen? Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen a video of. Um, I can't remember exactly which institution did this, but uh, where they actually uh, covered an entire ant farm with cement so you could see the structure they built underground. And then they dug the whole thing out so you could actually see the tunnels and they, the they do that with Was it cement uh, or was it lead or something? No, it was molten aluminum. Aluminum, that's, that was there. That's what it was, yeah. Just, just think about that for a second because we were curious about how it works. We took. We slaughtered them all, yes. And we just poured some shit down in there so we could see what would happen. Well, it was, Crystal, it was actually that's science. I hear him screaming now. That's science, Crystal. That's science. <laughs> oh, science equals genocide is what I'm trying no to say. No right to complain about alien abductions at all. As a species, we have no right to complain about it. No, no, none, none, none. <laughs> Poor ants are just there hanging out with their kids, you know, just watching ant TV Working, or whatever they're doing. Doing what they're doing, you know? Not yeah, and all of a sudden this molten metal thing just pfft, done. 
just because well, they we died quickly. Yeah. No, this is true. It was, it was painless. But the infrastructure they built, I mean, they, you know, for their own way, they are actually a very advanced uh, in their own way of thinking to be able to do such things. Yeah. So, yeah, to an advanced civilization, you know, out there, we really are like an ant in an anthill. There's only one thing holding the human race together. and Glue? Yes, only that's one thing it. holding the human race <laughs> together, and that's the Ten Commandments. Mm-hmm. Wow. People are uh, always telling me, well, the Bible this, the Bible that. I said, well, you know what? The Bible was written by man. And look how screwed up we are. Yeah. We have one Bible, and all of a sudden now there's the Koran, and now the, yeah. the Catholics have one, and it's, it's all different. Everybody has a Bible. This stuff yeah. didn't come from, you know, they say, well, God did this. No, God didn't do anything. Man did. Yeah. You know, and really the Ten Commandments, I could just you could summarize that all into one commandment and it just could be like, Don't be a dirt bag. Just do yes. just But that's, that's it. People are gonna say, Well, what's a dirt bag? <laughs> oh, then we can have like three thousand definitions for that, but just don't be a dirt bag. Well, that's what you do with the Bible. That you can take the same Bible and ten preachers and, and they come up with a yeah. different interpretation of what the Bible says. And mm-hmm. that's why we're screwed up. We can't get organized. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. That's very true. What do you think of the uh, the Vatican over the last few years coming forward now with uh, accepting the possibility that alien aliens exist and there's life out there? Well, I don't know what to think about them. <laughs> um, you, yeah, Where to ask, start? Right, a bunch of pedophiles in dresses, man. I tell you, you have to ask yourself, what are they to gain over something like that? And um, my next question hmm. is, well, it only took them. What, 200 years to bring this information out? What are they hiding? Good mm-hmm. question. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Here's something they're not hiding. Uh, the, the name of their uh, major telescope, it's called the uh, the Lucifer. Yes, I know. It's so cute, isn't it? The devil's name, too. Irony. <laughs> like, why? It's just, I just, it blows. When they, when they call it the Jesus or something, the Jesus scope, you know, like. Seem like really? St. Michael scope, something, anything, no. whatever. No, you call the it Holy the Scope. Christ. You know, like no, the Lucifer. I just called it Satan's name. Really, that's, the Morning Star. Yeah. That's what we're doing. That's where we're going here now. I don't want to dig too deep into it, but I just I cannot find a logical reason why the Vatican would do that. Like, it just... <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of things the Vatican does that makes no logical sense whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's bananas. I, I mean, you know, there's a lot of uh, folks who believe that the Vatican and the UFOs have been in line for a long time. Uh, have you done any research? I understand that more than I can understand naming your telescope Lucifer. If yeah, well, Vatican, there you go. I, I, I 100% can get behind the Vatican and UFOs. Absolutely. Absolutely. Do you, do you think there's any truth to that at all, Steve? Uh, if I remember right, I think that uh, that Lucifer name for that, it's it's actually not run by the Vatican. It's run by somebody else. But it's still theirs, you know. They, yes, but they own it, and they're like, you know, it's just just the name. The name, it's it, a bad it, name. It though, uh, translates back <laughs> devil and all this kind. Of, it translates back translates back to the word adversary. Lucifer is ad- really not bearer yeah. of light. No, no, he's he's <laughs> he's God's number one man, and went against him, oh, so he cast him out. Well, and they can put, well, if we're talking about the Catholic religion, then yes, he is God's number one. It's man. basically the same thing. The actual, the terminology. It's the, it's you're, the you're same thing, like, just a twist. 
Yes, well, that's what because Catholics do—they twist everything, then they borrow, and they steal things from other religions. But you know, they all steal things from. That's a good point. What's the first religion? Where are the the ones they stealing all this stuff from and changing it? Uh, you got Egyptian Book of the Dead. Most uh, of it. Gotta uh, go way, way back. I mean, (laughs) the pagan religions stole most of theirs from the pagans. Yes. Yeah, Yeah. The pagan religion, absolutely. I mean, Horus and Jesus have uh, very similar uh, attributes. You know, sure. that's also... Yeah. If, if you wanted to um, research the human race, where would you go to research it? The beginnings. The beginnings Google. of the human race. Where would you go? Google. Uh, a bookstore. Well, no, not Google. <laughs> no, what area would you... <laughs> what area? That's where I go, my friend. Google Yes, everything. is where we go. He said Google. I said a bookstore. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, when in doubt, Google it out. That's what I say. I mean, I got a lot of books. I'm just saying. Okay, let, let's, let me rephrase that. Samaria. To actually answer Samaria. Period, I, what time period and what civilization would you go to to research the beginning of man? I would I would start with Sumeria and work my way backwards. Give her a cigar. Mm. Do you smoke cigars? I don't smoke cigars. Okay, give her I a cigarette. Because that's where it is. It starts with the Sumerian civilization. Well, that's the civilization that we know about. I mean, but who's to know <laughs> that it was before? That's why I said that's why I would go backwards from there. Right. They were, I mean... It was now, the some, one that began after the flood. Right. Well, correct. And, we, one, and the, they were the first ones that kept major records like they did also. Yes. Historical records. And now, I mean... Those records, you think, they thumb their nose at them and said they're myths. Do you think any of Zechariah's work is accurate? Because, I mean, we've had Dr. Michael Heiser on the show here, and uh, he's a fascinating human being. And uh, what he did to completely you know, demystify Sitchin's uh, work was pretty brilliant. Uh, what do you think of Zechariah Sitchin and everything he uh, put together with his work? That's brilliant. I, Zachariah, I guarantee okay. you, when I read the, the Twelfth Planet, uh-huh. answered all of the questions that I've been confused on since I was in church as a little kid standing in the corner. For asking the wrong questions. Like, where is heaven? Go to the corner. <laughs> say, make, make us in, in God's image. Yeah. Go to the corner. It does answer a lot of things. It yes, does. It does. It now, does. you guys mentioned a while ago about the planet Earth and being all wobbly looking and things like that. Right, right, right. Do you understand where planet Earth comes from? Well, depends on your okay, let me historical point. According okay, to explain. the 12th planet, <laughs> right, right. According to the 12th planet, the the uh, planet X came into our system between Mars and Jupiter. What's between right. Mars and Jupiter right now? The asteroid belt. And I always Correct. ask my teacher in second grade, how come the planet didn't form there? Oh, well, it was, uh, you know, why isn't there a planet there? Well, uh, the planet didn't form, or, or maybe the planet exploded, or blah, 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 blah. That's not what it is. According to the 12th planet and Sumerian text, the planet X came through here, and either the one of the planets or one of the moons of the planet hit the planet in that solar in that line, that orbit, and hit it and blew part of it off and sent that planet over into the third orbit, which is planet Earth. Okay. Now, have you guys been keeping up with the Kepler pictures of all these planets they're looking at out there, which don't mm-hmm. have water? Yep. They yep, don't yep. have water. They're perfectly round. Okay. They're like rocks, They're like round it's rocks. A round yeah. rock. Every one right. of them is a round. Correct. Even our moon. Right, right, right. Pluto, round rock. Look up 
on Google. You guys like Google. Look up on Google and I love it. Up planet Earth without water. It is the greatest. Planet Earth without water. And look at this hunk of junk that we're living on. It looks like something beat it up with a ball bat. And the idea that a planet hit it, knocked a hunk off of it, and sent it over here is very, very compelling when you think about it. The only reason we're around right now is because we have water. And gravity. Well, yes, all the planets have gravity. Well, some, a little bit less than ours. But the the, the amount... Or larger, depending on what it is. Correct, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm looking at the uh, Earth Without Water images. You see it? I see the pear shape. It's more than a pear shape. It's a bunch of shapes. Yeah, it's a bunch of shapes. Absolutely right. I mean, yeah, yeah. But how? Here's the thing, though. How do? This is what the flat earthers will tell you. Well, how do you know that's true? Well, the other side of the coin is, how do you know it's not true? I got. I had to (laughs) leave a guy time for arguing on something like that. Uh, I love the flat earthers, man. They they always try to get you with the the whole. Uh, well, you know, if uh, that's the case, then why do we see a round Earth? Uh, and this, uh, you know, the way they record uh, the the videos, uh, the way they record the images, makes it look like a CGI. Why do they always put CGI images on the internet? Why don't they put a real Earth? You know, the Earth is not exactly the way they depicted. Look at these clouds. They're, you know, doubled up here, and they're the same cloud. I mean, if you look at the videos, it's pretty compelling evidence, to be honest. Oh, yeah, it is compelling. I always tell them that when they're on a long walk, don't walk too far. Uh, I, was, I, was, <laughs> I, was thinking, I was thinking more like find a pier and jump off of it. But uh... <laughs> hey, Anything that questions the current state of affairs is good if it makes you think, you know. Sure. They're using their yeah. critical thinking skills because I think it's a I, I love the hollow earthers, man. They're, I mean, look, great. I, mean, it, I, I figure we just got to get in a spaceship and go up and see for ourselves because I don't, I don't trust NASA. I don't trust NASA. I don't mm. like when people come out and say all of a sudden we're pear-shaped. Just, you know, just right. slides that in there like, like you know, we haven't been... Oh, yeah, by the way, the planet's pear-shaped. Right. Fooled you. Huh? Right. Yeah. That's huge. Well, if, if, Circle if we're of a... the pear, like, what is it? <laughs> yes. If we're on a flat Earth, I want to see the waterfall. Mm-hmm. And if, if we have a hollow Earth, you know, I, I don't plan on going up to the North Pole, so I'm not going to worry about falling in on it. So I, I don't Oh, but I don't think there'll be a waterfall because the, the way the theory goes is the flat Earth is a disk, right? This is their theory. And at the edge of this disk is a huge wall of ice called Antarctica, which actually surrounds the entire mass of water that has the land in the middle. And uh, then, I don't know how, uh, but this wall of ice is like supposedly 100 feet tall and goes on for infinity or who knows, maybe there's another bubble with life somewhere out there and it's just really far away. Maybe instead of outer space, it's just, you know, bubbles of life on this hunk of ice. I don't even know. Somewhere. That's so depressing. Oh, man, I I would... I would That'd love be to be able to delete that guy. Oh. <laughs> I'd be really yeah. mad I was stuck in this Petri dish. Like, I'd be really right. Yes, I mean, I, be I was in the Navy, and, you know, I've been across the Atlantic, and uh, I, I didn't see any wall of ice anywhere, and we got to Europe okay. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But, I mean, they're... The way they can, the way they describe, uh, you know, the the way the government doesn't allow you to fly over Antarctica and doesn't allow you to do this and that. I mean, it's very compelling to the uh, to the neovit- that you know, the the native mind who doesn't understand, you know, the concept of, uh, you know, charter planes and how to actually do this on your own privately. Well, 
I wouldn't want to be in a private plane going over the Antarctic or the or the. Or the, or the but if you want to like to prove it for yourself, I mean, just you know, you're going to have to pay for it, but you could do it. I'm sure. Well, so I'd, I'd pat him on the back and let him go. Show me your <laughs> show me your film when you get back. <laughs> we might never see you again, there, Skippy. That's yeah, that's, that's well, I want to go to Antarctica, but not to pollute the uh, you know the uh, the uh, the flat earthers. I want to go down there to see what's there. But, a lot of ice and a lot of yeah. I don't really like the cold too much, so I just might have to send somebody else in my place with a really good video camera. That's why I live in Florida. I don't like the cold. Yeah, I don't like it. you guys. That's why I live in Texas. See, there you go. With it, we would we would never find out if we're actually on the flat Earth. You know, through us, just we would not. Well, no, we would. We would if the aliens will finally hear your plea and give you a ride. Then we will find out whether or not the Earth. No, but then I would find out. But how do you know that I'm not an agent of misinformation? Um, that's a good question. Uh-huh. I exactly. Never know. I'd have to see it with my own eyes. I would. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Speaking of which, uh, let me ask you another question, Steve. And I'm going to ask you about uh, popular cases in ufology. Uh, one of which uh, was getting a lot of attention a few years ago, and then it kind of died down, and uh, then something really bad happened to this person. Uh, Stan Romanek. Oh, uh, oh Yes. What are your thoughts on the the whole Stan Romanek? Well, I, I I actually met them. No kidding. Yes, uh, we had a uh, I forget what year it was, but uh, down in southern area of Texas here, we had the uh, it was a UFO conference, uh, the Women of Ufology, and uh, a lot of a lot of the the women. The there. Women of Ufology. That sounds yeah. Sounds the like Women of, of Ufology. Uh, she was there. He was there, and uh, they were showing their videos. And, uh, of course, uh, um, Race Hobbs was there with his radio show and station, and, and uh, I was the state director then. Mm-hmm. And um, I personally, <laughs> um, you know, I don't want to badmouth a lot of people, but, but I didn't put a lot of stock in his video. I mean, uh, I... It, it just didn't look when, – when I look at a video or a photo, I try to put myself into what I call the logic of the whole thing. Like, um, like for instance, um, uh, there was a, a, a photograph I saw one time. It was a, a woman standing with her arms – I think she had her arms crossed, standing in, like out in a field with a field behind her with a row of trees way back behind her. And you could see it was a trail there. And uh, this, this person was taking a, a photograph, and one photograph. And when you back up on the photograph, up above her is a, a flying disc-shaped object at a 45-degree angle, which looked like an inverted pie plate that somebody had thrown up in the air like a Frisbee. And I'm sure that's what that was. I mean, what was so special about this photograph mm. that they had to take a photo here? <laughs> I mean, there's no house in the background. There's weeds all over the place. It's great cinematography. Yes, I, I, I don't know if uh, <laughs> if they just bought the property and want to take a picture of it. And if they did, why'd they put her in it? I mean, get her out of the way and take a picture of the property. <coughs> but here you have uh, this video of um, uh, a round-shaped, white-looking object with it, I think it had eyes on it, and it's doing a Kilroy over the window and going back down. And then there's another one of it doing a, a, a peekaboo around the wall, looking down the hall, and and peeking back. What's all? What's that about? I mean, anybody can do that with a cardboard 
face-looking thing, and stick it out there, you don't see a whole body. All you see is like half of a face-looking thing. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I see stuff like that, and I don't put any stock in it at all, at all, period. And, uh, he, but, you know, I don't want to badmouth them, but uh, it, it just wasn't credible to me. As uh, far as his other problems, uh, I'm mm. not even going to talk about those other problems. Yeah, uh, he's still not out of the woods uh, with those other I know. problems. I, I don't know one way or the other. I never got that impression when I met them. They were nice people. Uh, but that's all I'm going to say about that. Yeah. They're they're definitely very outgoing. I've had Stan on before, and uh, I found him to be a nice guy. And, you know, yes. I mean, he didn't seem like he was rude or a jerk or anything like that. Uh, it was funny. They had contacted me. They were doing they were going to do some, uh, some event down here in Florida, and uh, they wanted to know if I wanted to be involved. And I told them, sure, you know, uh, hit me up whenever you're going to do it. This is a long time ago when you were first really coming up. Um, and uh, they contacted me once we were down here, and they told me they were going to call me back with directions where to go. And then they never contacted me again. I tried calling them, never heard back. So I just kind of left it there. We never met in person. But I interacted with them a couple times on the radio, and they seemed like nice folks. But then I started seeing like the behavior of Stan in some of the videos of in, in interviews that I saw him do. Uh, one in particular where he was uh, literally caught on air faking yes. paranormal activity. And uh, to me, that was a red flag. That there's really something off with this dude. Uh, to do first of all, to be that dumb to do that, to do that live on air, and you know, yeah, expect right. not to be ridiculed when you're this person who's come forward with this kind of uh, material. Uh, to actually go ahead and do that, I mean, to to be that idiotic to do that is beyond words but then you know other things started happening and then this bombshell mm-hmm. uh, that he's going through now uh you know when stuff like that happens it really does put a, a negative connotation on the entire field of ufology and that's very unfortunate because a lot of folks really put a lot of stock into his case early on when he first came up and it really hurt i think the credibility of ufology in a lot of ways yes it does it does yeah. and it's sad there's a lot of people like you know, the, like that, they have these type of things happen. Uh, it's it's just uh, an incredible uh, shame, really, because the, you, you know, we keep having the ufology be laughed at on the news and not be taken seriously. Uh, it causes people presidential elections in some cases. Um, hopefully, Hillary Clinton's. <laughs> but that's another, that's another show altogether. By the way, uh, which way are you swinging here, Hillary or, or uh, Trump? You really want to know? Yeah, why not? I'm, I'm all ears. I have a rule, a rule I established with myself a long time ago, and that is I never vote for the left at all. That's a good. That's a good rule. Period. A I've, rule. I've, well, I'm not, I don't want to get into this politics stuff, but um, I have worked all my life. I have paid taxes all my life. Not once have I ever drawn welfare or anything of that nature because I always worked. Amen. And yep. when I know in my own personal life of people that are on disability simply because they're too lazy to work and they vote for the left because the left is the one that's pushing it, mm-hmm. I never vote for the left. I agree 100%. Steve, I actually have a disability and I don't take disability money. If you have a disability that is making you disabled where you can't work, <clears throat> hey, no problem. I think the only people that should be on Social Security right now uh-huh. are people that are 
actually retired at least correct at least yep. 60 years old or more yeah i know yep. people that are 19 and 20 their own disability uh, and with mm-hmm. social security payments <coughs> simply because they don't want to work oh i got a bad back correct. or i have uh, uh-huh. bipolar or a blah 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 i don't care what it is get a job yeah no, i have a bad back from a car accident <laughs> in 2009 i could literally well that's verifiable it. yeah and you know what i don't want you know i don't, I don't need it i work regardless i get through it it's it's a shame that more people are not like that. You know what I mean? It's a it's a complete shame. But look, we're almost out of time. Yes. Uh, I wanted to uh, tell you, Steve, you've been absolutely fascinating, my friend. I just oh, well, thank uh, you very much. I always thought I was loved. kind of um, you know like eh, the drag. Guy. No, no, I, I especially yeah, love huh. the, the I especially love when you just say no after a question. Right. I love the way he answers questions. It's the best. Mm, th- it's just to the point. Is that's what I like. Just people that are to the yep. point. They they tell it how it is. They're honest. And look, you're you're the director of investigations for MUFON. You do really great work. That's a very prestigious title in my eyes, man, because I, I, like I said, I've, I believe that MUFON does a lot of really positive in ufology. You guys are doing really good stuff. You've always been doing good work. And uh, thank you for being here with us. And also, um, tell us before you go, are you going to be anywhere in particular in your future and giving any speeches or Oh, no, 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 I don't do that. I, I don't like to get in front of people talking. It's just not now, one of my... You seem like such a people person, my friend. Oh, I like... I'm friendly, most yes, cases. Yes, you are. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm very, very introverted, but uh, for the most part, yeah, I'm, I'm a friendly kind of guy, but... You know, like I said, I got this ugly face, and I'm always looking like I'm mad all the time. Because, but I'm not. I'm. Hey, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's what keeps me indoors too. Uh, don't don't feel bad. <laughs> don't feel bad. But uh, uh, no, the only place I'm going anytime soon is in uh, uh-huh. Orlando in uh, end of August. Going to the symposium. Yes, we'll meet up there. Uh, I'm going to be out there also, and uh, look forward to meeting you, man. That's going to be really really cool. Cool. We'll hang out. Yeah, yeah are you going to? Speak at the symposium at all, or are you just going to be there? No, no, no. Like I said, I don't get in front of I don't speak in the... Uh, let's see. Uh, I'm going to drive down to Orlando. I'll tell you what, I'm going to bring my alien with me. There you go. Bring your um, alien. I'm about yeah, it. I don't know if you've ever seen it or not. It's about a four-foot-tall statue of an alien. No, no, no. I haven't. Bring That's it. Bring awesome. it. Yeah, I've we would, got pictures we would, of it on Facebook. We would love to have that on uh, on video for uh, the, the uh, table that we're going to put together over there. Yeah, we'll I'm, bringing, I'm excited things, about so. this. Yeah. Angel, how long have we known each other? Oh my goodness! Oh Jesus! Uh, never have se- seen your face in person. Never, and we've known each other like eight years now, seven years, something like that. It's ridiculous. I know. Yeah. Right. In fact, when I first started this network, uh, Steve, uh, true story, the first person I thought about reaching out to and having jump on board with Crystal, I was like, I got to get her on the network somehow. Mm-hmm. She's awesome. So I was like, Hey, Crystal, uh, any chance of you uh, leaving Block Talk Radio and jumping over to this new startup network? And she was like, Yeah, why not? That simple. <laughs> That's it. I thought I was going to have to like beg or, or barter, you know, my younglings, or you know, maybe give her my firstborn. I don't know. I thought I was going to take some work. <laughs> I'm not big on big on children. I'm not, I'm not, no, not I, I found that out later. I thought maybe she would sacrifice one. I don't know. I don't know what she got into. You know, Sanarki. It was out there. So I, I figured it was going to take a lot of work on my part. But was, you know, she's been awesome. She's been on the network with me the entire time. But yeah, sadly, we've never seen each other's face. And now uh, in August, we are going to hang out. And that, this is going to be really cool, Crystal, because. Uh, you know, just broadcasting out of the symposium and doing some live stuff out there. This will be one of my first UFO conferences, so I'm excited. I got to try to get there yeah. somehow, some way. You better, man. Yeah. This is going to be yeah. my first. Work it out. Tell one of your kids. Whatever you got to do, slave it. Yeah. You don't put it. Don't do slavery. We're going to do it. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's a great idea. 
sell the spleen or something. Who knows? You know, sell a kidney. You know, he'll make some money. Look, the point is, get down there, man. It's going to be really, really cool. And even Allen is going to make it out there. The other guys, so he'll make it out there as well eventually. So it's going to be a packed house. Maybe Bill and Nancy Burns will be out there. Uh, by the way, uh, have you uh, spoken to Bill and Nancy Burns at all, uh, Steve? Oh, uh, I've been on a couple of UFO hunters with Bill and them, and, and uh, they're a bunch of great yeah. guys. Yes. Oh yeah, Bill. Bill's awesome. I, yeah. I produce uh, feature theater for them on Mondays. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, right I tried on, to right get Steve on Monday. That was the original plan. Uh-huh, busy, uh-huh. So it ended up working to Skywalker. Our advantage. So I, was <laughs> on there. I like it. I like yes, it. I, I can't do Monday nights because I, I work with the police department on, on uh, Monday nights from 8 to midnight, and it's every Monday, so I'm I'm tied up. Oh, what do you do for the police department? Well, we have what's called a uh, Citizens on Patrol program. and we have I saw that movie. It was great. It was part four, I think, right? <laughs> Do what? <laughs> police the Academy. I love Police I Academy. Do talk about <laughs> hey, guard. No, it's nothing like that. It's nothing like Police Academy. But uh, oh, sorry, I had to go there, man. That's perfect. Well, it threw me a loop, so good for you. Uh, we have uh, citizens actually out with police radios, and they are the eyes and the ears of the police department. They see something spooky or unusual, they call it in. And we have a uh, they have, we have a radio that we work on too, and I do the base radio. And then there's five or six of these people running around for four hours, and I have to monitor them on this radio and and uh, take their reports or whatever, and make sure they're safe and sound or whatever. But uh, that's what I do. Okay. Huh. Nice, nice, nice. Interesting. Yeah. So you're a man of the law and a man of UFOs. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we don't mingle. Well, that's sad. <laughs> Oh, well, maybe not. You never yeah, know. Maybe you'll get called but, on a UFO call. Somebody will have an encounter and call, and you you know, boom. You'll get, you know, I've been waiting on that, but it never happens around here. Never happens. Other than, there's too many airports around here. Yeah, yeah no Hope kidding. it happens. Steve, give out any web addresses for, for anybody who wants to follow up on what you're working on. I know you do radio stuff also. Are you doing a radio show still? Well, what's going on there? I did radio for five years every Tuesday night, and I, I got know. so tired of that. I, I just don't do it anymore. I had the Texas UFO radio you. show, and I then I had the yeah. MUFON radio show, and... <laughs> And I said, man, that's enough of this stuff. I, I don't have time for it anymore. Yeah, I hear you, brother. I mean, I, I, seven years, I hear you. Uh, what's your website address for the uh, folks who want to follow along? And oh, I don't have a website, or... but I've got a Facebook thing and 5,000 members that fluctuate five or ten members now and then. But, but uh, There you go. Yep. Just look them up. Yeah, look me up. Steve Hudgens, Jr. Good job. Thanks so much for being on the air with us, man. It was uh, fascinating having you on. It really was. We definitely have to book you back on and have you back on the show. Uh, guys, uh, this is the end of Skywatchers Radio. Thank you for uh, staying on the extended uh, broadcasting here three with us. Three-hour extended. Three-hour broadcast, man. Yeah, three oh. hours, baby. Uh, we're going to be back next week with uh, Joe Sworn, a.k.a. Mr. E himself. That's right. He's going to make an appearance, and uh, we're going to have a little a brief history rundown on myself and Mr. E. It's going to be a lot of fun, so please stick around for that next week. Come back for that, I should say, next week. Stick around for more uh, bloody PSN radio. That's right, there's going to be more stuff coming right after us, so hope you guys have a good night. 